You're invited to the first Red Maryland Leadership Conference on Saturday, January 26, 2019 at the Doubletree Hotel in Annapolis, Maryland. Join conservatives together from across the state to discuss the future of conservatism in Maryland and to develop strong, principled conservative leaders for the future. This will be an affordable all-day event featuring speakers from across the state and from across the country discussing politics, ideas, and how to build a conservative majority in Maryland. Sponsorship opportunities are available, and to secure your seat for this conference, please visit redmarylandconference.com. That's redmarylandconference.com and purchase your ticket today. You're listening to Red Maryland Radio, the flagship show of the Red Maryland Network. Here are your hosts, Brian Griffiths and Greg Klein. Hello, everybody. Hey. Coming to you live from the Maryland Republican Party Fall Convention, the hotel at Arundel Preserve. It is Friday, December the 7th, for those of you who are watching this later or listening on podcasts. A day that we'll live in. We are happy to be here. I'm Brian Griffiths. He's Greg Klein. Good to be here. And we have got so much going on here tonight. Lots of people are here. We hope to have a lot of guests here at this year's convention. Yes. Um, If you know our convention shows, they always get to be a little, little fun. Yeah, they're, no, they're fun, and yeah. we've got it set up now. People are starting to come in. Uh, so we've you've noticed the camera angle, <laughs> and you're saying, well, Greg, we, we can barely see you, and some of you are breathing a sigh of relief, perhaps. Some of you are upset. Don't be. Don't be. Uh, we've got it focused here on our guest mic, our third mic. So as guests come in, we'll be able to see them. If Hopefully. If they're particularly tall, <laughs> we may ask them to lean down a little bit, but... Uh, We'll make it work, but it does seem we have sufficient bandwidth, and yes. we are broadcasting here. We're also recording. That's really the important thing. Yes. And so there'll be a very clear, crisp audio podcast of this later on for your Viewing listening pleasure. pleasure. So let's set it up. We're yeah. here. We are here. This is the fall 2018 convention. The Through Maryland. that door you see in the background, yes, that's you the can, executive yes. committee meeting of the Maryland Republican Party. It, many exciting things are going I on. I don't have to go to anymore. Right. And by the way, we should... You you previewed what you were going to wear. You should highlight the. Uh, I said I was going to wear. I, I should talk to the mic though. Yeah. I said I was going to wear a shirt. People would notice. It's a state flag I Hawaiian th- shirt. I think you said I wouldn't believe what you're going to wear. Do you believe that I'm wearing this? I do. Oh, but well, that's it's very distinctive, and very apropos. I guess. I right. Don't know. We're in Maryland. Good. There's no arguing that. Good so, to know. Uh, Glad we are in Maryland. It is good to know. Hey, for those of you who are in the area, might want to come out tonight, there's still plenty of time to come out. There's lots of stuff to do. This this part of the event is free. You don't have to pay. There are seven, count them, seven hospitality suites here tonight. Do you know what those are? Uh, I know that the uh, Adams for third vice chair has a suite. I okay. know the uh, Maryland for Trump has a suite, Montgomery County. Slash- and you'll be there. You'll be at the, you'll be at the Make Maryland Great Again. MAGA, I, <laughs> all the way. I, right. I said I was going to go. I, I, I said it. Yes. Um, you said it because it's true. And then... Um, and by the way, don't let this camera... There's a lot of activity going on around us. Right. It's not... We're kind of to the side so that people can actually talk to us. You can actually hear us. There are people yeah, buzzing, we're working, buzzing We're going to here. war with the equipment we have uh, at well, this don't point. say it like that. Well, but that's this why, is actually... This is... But that's why people... to election night, this is a million times better. But that's why people should go to paypal.me slash redmaryland and help us get better equipment, or... Hire a cameraman. Or you can buy a ticket 
Yes, let's promote that. To the Red Maryland Leadership Conference Which, on Saturday, yeah, January 26th. Still if you wanted anybody to have a chance to read Red it. Which Maryland, we because we're telling you RedMarylandConference.com. Correct. We, we're going to have, we've sold more than half the tickets. Wait, yes. We are, we're we're we north are, of halfway. Yeah, we are. Absolutely. We're, we're going to have close to our max capacity at the moment. So, uh, and, and in the last week, that we've had a huge upsurge. So, thank you to everybody. But get your tickets before Sunday. Yes, because that's when the that's super when the early prices bird. go up. Yes, yeah, the prices will go prices up. Prices go so up. Get them while they're good, and they're they are going fast. And thank you everybody who's supporting it. But go to Maryland redmarylandconference.com. If you're wondering why you don't see the Red Maryland Conference sign in the background, because right now we're using the sign um, the sign easel as a camera stand. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We, well, we don't need to pull the curtain back because that's boring. But let's set up what we've got going on tonight. You mentioned some of the um, the elections that are going on. We've been talking about. There's some people who think there may be some drama. I don't think mm-hmm. anybody thinks it's going to be out of control. But there are competitive races. We talked about those last night uh, on last night's Red Maryland Radio Show. If you missed right. it, uh, it was a good one. It was um, a really good one. We so, got some feedback from that show already, by the way. Have we really? Instant feedback? Instant feedback. Apparently, um, our, our friend, our pee-pee friends oh. are all bent out of shape because we, well, called them, we called them pee-pee. Oh, okay. All right. What, just whatever. saying. I mean, I'm just reporting the news. You just read a post from their site that used that, that acronym. Yeah, they're mad that we use the acronym they use for themselves. Yeah. I can't help it. I mean, nobody <laughs> said they're cloudy. Nobody said, you know, that they're dehydrated. We just said they're pee-pee. That's how they refer to That's themselves. how they refer to themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we do not have, as I understand, a contested race for chairman. In fact, Correct. We, we spoke briefly to the chairman, Dirk Hare, before he walked in behind the uh, brown door here into the executive board session. Right. Um, and uh, he, was, he seemed to be in a very good mood. He was, he was chipper. We saw um, Chris Rosenthal right before we went on air. Mm-hmm. Our state party treasurer Preparing for in. the meeting as best the best one can. Um, yeah, they were both prepared yes. in that way, if you will. Um, and uh, for the camera, that's what we're talking about there. Um, <laughs> so those two guys do not have any contest in tomorrow's Correct. leadership elections. But in the other, uh, the other races, mm-hmm. we have contests. And let's just run those down again real quick. If, if you didn't listen to last night's show... Um, that's fine. Just listen to this. We'll get you up to speed. So, first vice chairman, who do we have running for that? Well, we've got a race between uh, the incumbent, Michael Higgs, from Montgomery County. He's being challenged by Brandon Cooper, the chairman of the Prince George's County Republican Party, as well as uh, Melanie Harris, who ran for delegate in District 12A, I want to say. And Um, I did see some signs for Melanie when we walked in. Yes. Uh, sometimes these things, and it really depends on how the hotel's set up and where it is. This, I think this place is kind of tough for some of that signage, especially as you come up to the hotel or whatever. But I did see. Well, that's why we have stairs. these bright yellow Red Maryland Conference flyers. You're going to have to hold it still if you want people to be these able to actually Red read Red Maryland it. Conference flyers yes. are taped pretty much every, to everything that's, that's If you want the information that's on there, by the way, redmarylandconference.com. Red Maryland yeah, it's all right there. So, um Okay, so that's yep. the first vice chair race. Yeah, we, we I talked to some people about that. There's kind okay, of a, there's kind of a theory that's actually going go to that's gonna go to two ballots, just strictly because you know, everybody's going to kind of be regional. Baltimore County is going to stick with Melanie Harris. Um, Higgs and Cooper will have their uh, you know their supporters, and that there won't be a majority on the first ballot. Something you know about, yes. and then it goes to the second ballot. Well, let's explain the voting <laughs> process because it is it can be confusing. 
And two things that we have to explain. Number one, the the ultimate winner has to get. I thought uh, you were going to say the ultimate warrior. No, I would never say that. Uh, would have peace. to get fifty percent plus one. Right. Of, but it's not. But it's not a straight voting. Uh, procedure. That's the second yeah. part. Don't okay. jump ahead. Don't Sorry. read ahead. Um, so they need to get fifty percent plus one. So if you don't get a majority in the first vote, particularly where you have three candidates, that's very likely. You then eliminate the lowest. Uh, scoring contestant. No, no. That's you ran in this race in a race that went to a second ballot, and you don't remember. I wish they had done. <laughs> that would have made your decision making a lot easier. And would have avoided... they go to a second round of voting? Right. And they keep voting until someone does in fact get because as and there is no requirement, but it sometimes unless people tell you not to and then throw you under Collins the bus Bailey. later for not doing it, but uh, people do drop out and support. But right, but it goes to another round of voting. Right. It. it all those great memories just coming back. I the point being them is, so that, effectively. is that the votes are weighted based on the okay, number. This is the important yeah. part. So you have to get 50% plus one. Could be multiple ballots until you get that. The weighting isn't one central committee member, one vote. The The votes are weighted. Mm-hmm. And now now I'm going to let Brian take the first crack because it is complicated. Yeah. Of There's math. There's a lot of math. And by the way, it's something that... You can't do off the top of your head. No, that's why they come you with the really prepared need, Excel like, spreadsheet to yeah. do this. Um, I can't imagine what ex- they did back in the day, by the way. Uh, I, I, slide rules or something. I don't know. <laughs> or they couldn't get away with it. But, Brian, take a shot at explaining the how the votes are weighted. So it's a partially it's got to do with the number of registered Republicans. In each county. In each county. Right. I believe some of the special sauce also includes the number of elected officials in the county. Correct as well as something to do with the percentage of the vote in the presidential election, I want to say, or the most recent election. I think I that's correct. I could be wrong correct. about that. Um, so all of these all of these uh, metrics are put right. into an algorithm that comes out with... But in order to have full voting strength, a county has to have 50% plus one of their members there, either in person or represented, represented by a proxy. Represented through a proxy, right. yes. So... Some counties with that formula, one vote has much more of an impact than one vote from some other county. For so, example, a vote in Anne Arundel County yes. is worth more than some votes of entire counties put together. Well, now, let me, this, this invites an important question mm-hmm. because is the, is the value calculated based on the most recent election results? Because Anne Arundel lost a lot if that's the case. I don't know. Honestly, that's a question that. we're going to get an answer to here. Um, so, uh, and the reason that Anne Arundel would have the each vote would be weighted much more than say a vote in Baltimore City mm-hmm. is because uh, you had more uh, registered Republicans um, as a percentage. You had more Republican elected officials had being the operative word. So we'll talk about that. Um, and you also had uh, the percentage vote. In the most recent election, either the presidential or perhaps the gubernatorial race. So we'll we'll ferret that out. So folks in places like Baltimore City, which are very populous, folks like, uh, there you go, you got a fan for the shirt there. Uh, Folks in uh, Montgomery County who have lots of Republicans who live there but don't have any elected Republicans. That was, oh, We're trying to make the... Um, <laughs> we were doing so well. We're st- uh, if you're listening on podcasts, you don't know that we're trying to reconnect on the live right. feed. But we're... That we sucks. are trying. Anyway, we're doing This is the best why certain can. people wanted Wired 
for certain events that we can't announce. Well, they're yet. professionals. They're professionals, right. and that's the important thing. And by the way, this is a good time when we're not on video, but if you're listening to the podcast, yeah. you may be wondering, didn't you say Andrew Langer would be here? He was unable to attend. Yes, he was. He's hung up he in traffic. He was held up in traffic in New York City with his family. Yes. Not able and to join us. Today. All of our hopes and prayers go out to the Langer. They're fine. I'm joking. <laughs> but he couldn't be here. Um, and he sends his regrets because he was here last year and we had a heck of a lot of fun. And it we is did. a lot of fun uh, when he is here. So um, do you want to keep going? Do you want to no, absolutely. Keep going. Keep going. Um, there's really no point in restarting at this juncture. So, um, well, we could take a we at some point we could take a break and reset the. the I think that might be a, be a good idea. Okay. Um, but let's finish this discussion. Yeah. So, so, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk. So about you got to get races. a majority and the votes are weighted. So when the counties vote. Right. It has to go into an Excel spreadsheet, and there's a calculation that's done, right. and then the results are announced. And if someone gets 50% plus one, then you're done. You have a winner. If not, then it goes to another round of voting. Right. And uh, for the contested races that we have for first vice chair, mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about the folks in, that are running for second vice chair. Well, we have Joey Lynn Huff, a friend right. from Frederick County, and Tony Campbell, who was our, our friend, ran for U.S. Senate this year. I keep hearing... That maybe John Wafer actually got his paperwork on in Oh, the John Wafer time. issue has not been resolved. I'm, I'm hearing that. I, I don't have a confirmation so of that. So that's the second question we're going to try yeah. to get resolved on tonight's show. Because the what will ultimately happen, and Brian wrote about this at RedMaryland.com, Mr. Wafer, a good friend of ours, uh, filed his Why paperwork. Why am I looking into the camera? Nothing, no feed is going out right now. I, it's just habit. It's just Ugh. habit to play the camera. Uh <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things right here. It is. It is. Uh, failed to reconnect. All right. Well, we'll we'll uh, reconnect while we're going here. But we'll are we going. still connected to the internet? Uh, it does appear that we are. So well, it says just... chat is disconnected, which means we probably maybe are not connected to the internet, which is probably why you have a bright yellow box that says no network limited access. That's okay. Okay. All right. Don't make me do too much headache. We're going to be fine. Don't make me do too much headache. No, editing. Editing. Don't make me do too much editing. (laughs) Why start a headache? That's true. Um, So, yeah, there there may be some drama there. Because, look, here's the thing. Keep talking, and I'll take care of the internet. Here's the thing. (laughs) You show that internet who's boss. Here's the thing. You can't have it. It's going to be one ballot race in any race that's got two people in it. Just by design, because you're correct. You're unless they tie exactly, and I, correct. I, God forbid, they figure out how that would happen. I guess there could be an abstention or something, but it would just be the same vote over again. So it would be kind of silly to go that route. But, but I guess we've done silly before, so that wouldn't be <laughs> exactly. So okay, so those you would think would go. Now here's the question. Mm-hmm. I know that, and we're back, and we're back. We're oh, not no, we're not back, back yet. yet. We're going to go back here in a second. Um, uh, so. We're back. And we're back. Hey, that'll be fun. We may have that happen again. Yeah. Uh, this is why you have to listen to the podcast, because there was a lot of good analysis that you missed while we were away. So, uh, do you think that the, the second vice chair race between our good friend uh, Ms. Huff and our, also a friend of ours, Mr. Campbell, Dr. Campbell, is he a doctor? He's a doctor. He's a doctor. Dr. Campbell, do you think that will be uh, a particularly competitive race? I think so. Okay. I think it'll be close. Um, I, I you have know. one candidate who's who's on the slate, um, you know, who was a big supporter, one of the one of the first supporters, quite frankly, of President Trump during the 2016 primary. Joey Lynn Huff, Joey way Lynn out Huff, ahead on that. Yeah. You have another candidate who bit the bullet and was a candidate for U.S. Senate this year. All right, Tony Campbell. Um, right. 
John Wafer, I'm not sure anybody likes, so that's a whole other wild card in there. Um, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, but. Uh, he that he might be enough of a factor if the credentials committee or whatever the nominations committee, whatever committee is going. I think to it's decide, credentials is required um, to do that. Allows him in that creates some 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 interesting possibilities, and yeah. I'm sure that'll be one of the one of the interesting raises. I know Tony Campbell has mm-hmm. a, um, a, a hospitality suite tonight. He's collecting toys for um, toys for tots. As part of that, so mm-hmm. that's a, that's something good's going to come out of it, no matter who wins the race, which right. I think is a, a, a nice thing. So let's go. So that'll be that race. We'll try to get some more info on that. Right. Hopefully, those guys will stop by, and then we go to the third vice chair race. Mm-hmm. And who do we have in that race? We have the incumbent Shannon Wright uh, being challenged by Matt Adams from Somerset County. Right. So again, uh, Pastor Wright is on the slate with the current mm-hmm. chair and with Joey Lynn Huff and with Michael Higgs and and with everybody else. And being challenged by Matt Adams, who is a longtime activist mm-hmm. from the Eastern Shore yep. that at various times Somerset has been County. a sparring partner of yours. Um, we shook hands, said hi, talked for a little bit before good. we went on the air today. So. Good. Well, he, he should come on and talk if, he, if he's around. Well, he is in, I believe, the executive the committee executive meeting right now. The executive committee I can meeting. tell you eventually the Young Republicans chairman showed up for that late, as always. He, but, he walked hey. in, actually, as we were recording. Yeah. But, so. hey, who needs to show up on time, right? Or show up at all. And, and the young Republicans do have a vote. No. No, they don't. No, when I was chairman, we had a vote. Oh, okay. Some that people, goes back and forth. Some people lost that vote. That goes back After and I forth. was no longer chairman. I teed that up for you. You did. So there you Thank go. you. So there you go. So those are the big races tomorrow. Now, have we heard anything about any resolutions or, or nothing. Nothing bylaw that changes heard. that are being going to be considered tomorrow? Nothing that I have heard. Okay. Uh, that doesn't mean there's, there's not... I know there's scuttlebutt, there's discussion for the future, right? Uh, but I don't believe there's anything that's teed up for for today, okay? For this weekend, and we did talk and with the chairman about some things that might happen in right. the future, and we'll we'll get to that in the future. But and I don't think anybody wants to deal with elections and resolutions and bylaws all at the same time. Well, that's a lot to deal with. You're right. You're right. And if the if the elections are particularly contentious, which a couple of them may be, right? Um, or at least contested, maybe not contentious. Um, you know. Everybody should have as contentious and as long a campaign as I had to lose. You know, it's funny, the chairman, and, and I think this is an interesting anecdote to talk to talk about because we were talking oh, we're with pull the curtain back here. Too. We were talking with Diana Waterman before, yeah, um, who who is doing great and looks great and is mm-hmm. God bless her, absolutely. And of course, Greg and Diana were involved in that campaign, and it was interesting because Greg and Diana both we both agree, ran for chairman in 2013. They both agree everybody oh, should have to go through. Yeah. The campaign they went through. Yeah. Which is interesting because that campaign only existed because when Alex Mooney resigned in Correct. early February of 2013, it Correct. triggered a need to call a special convention. Right. The convention, I think, had to be like 60 days 60 later. 60 days. Which is twice as long. If if we had to wait from the time the election was over to the time to 60 days, we'd be having the convention in January. Correct. And... After a long campaign, nobody wants to deal with, um, you know, people are getting sworn in. You don't have time for that kind of contention. Whereas when you ran, it was a vacancy. It was a special election. There were already points of contention that people had between leadership and, um, you know, everybody else. That's correct. Um, You know, and then it had, like I said, 60 days to fill the time. And we had debates all over the state, which was so dumb, frankly. what was it, Montgomery? St- the half of them are still on YouTube somewhere. You can yeah. There was Montgomery search. County. There was that's when you almost that's when you almost got in the fight with Bill Hale. Yes, 
Or was, was it Bill? I Bill Hale. Yeah. yeah. The father, not the son. Yeah, the son's off yeah. farming sprout somewhere or something <laughs> in North Carolina. There you go. Well, hey, they, you know, somebody's got to do it. Yeah. For the salads of America. Um, <laughs> A lot of people eating sprouts these days. I'm not eating sprouts. Shocker. Um, <laughs> that wasn't carrots. my point. But anyway, so we'll, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens, and hopefully, some of these cannabis. So, though, that is the drama of what's going on. Do we stay with essentially the same team or predominantly the same team? We'll still have the same chairman, it seems. We'll still have the same treasurer. Um, will we have some changes in state party leadership? What might drive that? Well, we're going to find out. I mean, we're going to find that, out. So that's the essential you know, drama that's going on. And I think I that, think it's going to be much less. There's going to be a lot less change in our party yes. than what we saw with the Democrats last weekend. Well, by design, that's happening only because, like you right. said, there's no you know, uncontested races for chairman Correct. And, and treasurer. It's amazing. There's never a contested race for treasurer, almost. Nobody wants to handle the money other than Chris Rosenthal. Well, Chris, first and off, people Chris, are happy Chris, to let Chris do that job. First, first off, Chris does a fantastic job. He does. And has done for a long time. And... Um, you know, I don't want to know all the things that he knows. Uh, I'm looking forward to the book he writes one day about the party because um, these are the these are the salad days. I remember when there were meetings where we're like, okay, well, we don't know if we're going to be able to pay the electric bill. Here's what we're planning on doing. Um, do we really need anyone who's on a, a paid employee? Um, yeah, those were that that was real. That happened, and then Larry Hogan came along, and we haven't had those kinds of problems for a while. So yeah. Um, still trying to do other things. But anyway, okay, so we set it up. We have. We don't need to take a break now because we we're don't. back. Though we could take a break if you wanted to. Well, what I'll, what I'll are we you... going to play for people on the video during the break? Oh. <laughs> well, I don't. We, I wasn't planning on break music. I'm still podcast-oriented for you guys on the Facebook. On the Facebook. On the, oh, book, the book of, of faces. faces, as the PP people say. Right. So the, the podcast will have information that you all missed. So... Uh, we can try to grab some guests, or we can... What else do you want to talk about? What's going on tonight? What's well, the feel that you got when you came in here? I basically came in, came up the elevator, and set up. But you had a little chance to talk I wasn't with here that much. I folks. wasn't here that much before before you. I can tell Work you... Me. Work with me. I can tell you that um, this event is going to be... This weekend is going to be well attended. Yes. Lots of... They had to... Um, they had to put extra... They had to change the... Seating arrangement for the breakfast tomorrow morning because so many people are coming. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so yeah, it's going to be well attended. Do we know who the speaker for tomorrow morning will be? Um, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> Reverend Dean Nelson is our speaker in the Baltimore room. So yes, go. we have the agenda yes, we on have our the, media credentials. Our media so, credentials, um, absolutely. And now we're reading it, which is really <laughs> exciting. If you're watching, this on is video. great. Well, it's probably not much better for on podcast either. Quite frankly, um. <laughs> yeah, but people are used to that. It's one thing to listen to us, you know, BS and do nothing. It's, it's another thing to watch us do it. You want to talk? Yeah, come, come on. Yeah, yeah, come on. Here. We got Bill Campbell joining us right here, right now. Former, Brian, there former. Are some things you can't unsee. I told people well, last well, night on the show that we were going to can't really wear see it. you that well anyway, yeah, Bill. Here, but to, to what the, are you doing these days, Bill? How are you doing? You're doing you're fine. a member of the Howard County Central Committee now. Yes, I am. How are you enjoying that? Um, well, <laughs> we've just started. I I can't say that I, I uh, have uh, 
had a lot to do yet, but we're, we're started to make plans, so we're coalescing as a team, and I think we're going to do some much better things than we have in the past. Okay. Tough election in Howard County for you guys. Oh, unbelievable. Tell me, tell me your thoughts and your impressions coming out of that. Well, I went to the installation for our new county executive and the county council. Right. And the enthusiasm that I saw, there were 600 people packed into the Howard High School uh, auditorium. Okay. Uh, it was a festive celebration. It was, it was like uh, a rock party. I mean, it was really something. Uh, unlike a lot of the things that I see that are much more sedate with Maryland Republicans. They're, we have a huge enthusiasm gap. Okay. Yeah, you're not the first person who said that either, talking about how the enthusiasm level between Democrats and Republicans is is different. So I guess kind of your job going forward is going to be trying to help, you know, close the enthusiasm gap. How do we do it? Well, absolutely. Well, one of the things is uh, we have to learn to have more fun. Okay. fun, when my parents moved to Maryland in 1964, they belonged to a Democratic club. They had all kinds of bull roasts and parties and so forth, and it it really got the team working on the same wavelength. And, you know, we in Howard, we occasionally have things like a a monthly um, happy hour. You know, we, we don't coordinate between the club and the central committee, so nine of the happy hour potential participants are here. They're not, right. at, they're not at the happy hour. Right. So we, we, we have to work as a team. Okay. Time. And uh, we, we have not done that. When I look at what happened in, in Howard, if anyone should have been elected, it would have been our sheriff candidate. Right. Okay. He was the incumbent. He'd right. been the chief of police. He had lots of good uh, connections with Democrats as well as Republicans. He was endorsed by the FOP Lodge for our uh, county police he was endorsed by the uh, sheriff's deputies he had been a distinguished police executive the fellow that beat him hardly ran uh he had is my understanding had never had an executive management position in a police force he he was a retired uh, disabled baltimore county detective okay and he got blown out of the water badly now, do you think that that, that down-ballot election, do you think that was a result of the issues in that race, or was it just people voting higher on the ticket and just I, I voting think, party I, I down was, the ballot? I think that if you look at the numbers, right, Hogan barely won Howard County. He had okay. 51.5% of the vote. Okay. To think think about that, that Ben Jealous, a horrible candidate, right. could get 48.5% of the yeah, vote. Yeah, good point. We're the fifth bluest jurisdiction in Maryland. You go Baltimore City, Prince George's County, Montgomery County, Charles County, and then Howard. We are very, very blue. We're going to have to do something about attracting good candidates. We, we right. had some, but for every single position— we had some districts like Legislative District 13. We didn't have a senatorial candidate. We only had two of the uh, three delegate candidates. That's why I registered to run for the Central Committee, because the last day that you could register, I called and asked, do we have candidates? And my council, Manic District 3, right. had no candidate. Okay. So it, we have to have candidates. We have to support them. 
I think we've got to more than encourage people to run as slates. We, I, I think that that's much more powerful than running alone. We, we've got dozens of people running alone and failing. Worked it, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of cooperation and benefit that you can get from that. That's a, right. that's a great point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Take a number two pencil. It's easy to break. Take 24 number two pencils. Rub a rubber. Put a rubber band around and try to break them. Right. You got to be a beefy boy to do that. Yeah. You yeah, and in, probably do it great. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And of course, we have the advantage in Maryland with the with the slate concept that people can move money around. It's a very powerful tool. The Democrats use it extremely effectively. They do, and we should we should maximize the use of it as to, as well. Absolutely. And, and unfortunately, I, this is not a criticism per se against the governor, but he didn't really have any coattails. Even well, there's no question, yeah. no question that. Yeah. that Everybody underperformed him, and he didn't really drag yeah. a lot of people across. Yeah. And, well, in, in my own case, uh, we ran a slate in Howard County. We called it Slate 6. Right. For the nine positions on the, on the Central Committee, uh, we ran six people. Five of us got elected. We ran on uh, – we have a, a, a published uh, Republican principles, which are basically the national principles, and we ran on that. The governor endorsed – uh, a different slate running, and uh, they only got a few people off. So when I say no coattails, in something like that, an extremely popular governor with right. Republicans d- just didn't, uh, wasn't able to help anybody. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, what are you looking forward to? Is this your first, con- it's not your first convention, obviously, well, first but as, as a, a central, central committee member. So, so what are you looking forward to the most as a voting well, member of the central committee? Well, the first thing is to get a new slate of officers. Okay. And then the next thing to do is to try to start working. We have a lot of new central committee members get together as a team. Right. Try to ensure that our executive committee who will be elected are going to work together as a team and uh, help lead us. You know, we've got, uh, although we have a, an election in 2020, uh, you know, it's hard to get excited about the couple of slots on the Board of Ed, and we will have three uh, congressional slots up for uh, uh, Howard County, uh, the second, the seventh, and the third. But uh, I, I don't know uh, what we can do, but I'm really hoping to have a really good team in place, some good ideas, uh, raise as much money, much more money than we did. I was right. appalled at how little money we could raise. It makes a big difference. Yeah. Absolutely. No question. Uh, the reason I was appalled is we had a incumbent Republican County Executive who right. was very right. popular. Right. It was very popular. And, uh, sure. We had uh, the governor, and right. we raised hardly anything. Well, there you go. Okay. A lot of work to do, Bill. Yes. Well, thank you. You have to get to yeah. it. Hey, thanks for publishing your bios on the candidates. Happy to do yeah, it. Yeah, we're happy to do you guys. You're yeah. welcome to it. It was uh, really helpful. Okay. Thank Sounds good. Bill, All right. Good seeing you. Thanks, Bill Campbell. Campbell. Bill Campbell. Bill Campbell. Howard, Howard County, County Central Committee. Committee, twice the Republican nominee for Comptroller of Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And I think outlining a lot of things that we've been hearing from party members right. uh, for a long time. Bill, of course, ran for state party chair uh, years ago. Was that... And, that wasn't uh, last time. It was 2014. I think it was believe. a couple times back, yeah. And, but but this is, you know, this is an important... Well, everything he's saying is exactly right. I mean, if we want to have success, we're going to have to work better together. And, and look, Howard County is one of the bluest counties. 
It's so kind of a, no question. So kind of amazing that that the governor won it straight up. <laughs> frankly, if we're being perfectly honest, because uh, I don't well, I don't know if he did in 2014. He probably I don't did. believe he did. Yeah, I'm not sure that he did. Charles County also fascinating. Maybe he did because remember Kittleman won in right, 2014 right, 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 too. Right. You're right. You're right. Uh, Charles County also another developing county. It's become essentially Prince George's County South, um, which is a fascinating development as well. Well, it's like, remember we were talking on the show last night about everybody leaving Montgomery County to go yeah, to Franklin no, County? The same, thing, yeah. the same thing. Everybody's leaving Prince George's County to go to Charles County. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and God, they got the work. They got, their traffic is bad down in Charles County. It's a, it's like a problem. Waldorf, it's a real problem. Um, yeah. Good time to point out, we are going, I will be at the Charles County Republican Central Committee meeting on January, what is it, the 14th, I believe, at the Green Turtle in La Plata. Good. Home yes. of uh, Maryland's Tornado Alley. And, um. They it had is. a tornado there years ago. They had two tornadoes there years ago. There was a 2002 tornado. There was a 1926 tornado. I'm sorry I won't be tornado. able to go because, as you know, Charles County is my part. I was born in La Plata. Right, but you will be able to join us. Uh, born in Waldorf and grew up in La Plata. Waldorf Worldwide. Until I was five, and then I moved to Frederick County. But on January, let me make sure I get this date right. I believe it's the 23rd. You're, we're making a tour of central committees. We we invited. We, we, we know, invited ourselves. We basically. invited ourselves. And they're like, yeah, we, you know, we need the dues. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we're looking for people to come out, and we're happy to, to, to share what we do at Red Maryland. January 23rd, we're at the Washington County yes. Central Committee out in Funkstown at the FOP Just a couple Lodge. days before our Red Maryland, Red Maryland Leadership, Leadership Conference. Conference. Let me put the flyer yeah, up again. Yeah. RedMarylandConference.com. January 26th. Plan to be there in Annapolis. Okay. All right. So that gives you a feel. Yes. This is what we're doing. We didn't ask him who he was. Who, we didn't ask Mr. Campbell who he might be voting for. I think he probably has an open mind. He's he's the kind of guy who's run before that he's going to probably keep his cards close to his vest. Correct. But, uh, a lot of work that has to be done. I mean, I, I think he put it. I think he put it really, really well. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's, you know, I, you know, it's kind of goes back to the piece I wrote right after the election. I said, everybody needs to curb your enthusiasm. because It's great. The governor won. Yeah. We got a lot more work to do up and down the ballot as we head towards, you know, not just, and as, and as Bill said, not just to 2020, because right. 2020 is kind of a, a way station, but 2022, yeah. that's when the real rubber Yeah, the and, and so and so I think part of what central committees have to decide to do, obviously they want to make a good showing in um, the 2020 election, but that's really a time to, you know. Try to register votes, get people involved, uh, try to build on some things that, that you can look forward to 2022. And look, and folks, there are there are a lot of people who are Trump voters, MAGA folks, yeah. who don't get involved outside of presidential elections. And, 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 and may not be, and folks are supportive of what the president's doing that aren't registered to vote or... Aren't registered Republicans. Aren't registered or, as Republicans or, you know. Um, yeah, and the I the think key is to get those people involved. Right, and understand that there's a lot more they can be doing to help yeah. their local taxes, the local level, uh, et cetera. That's that's really the key. I mean, you really have to have in our party in Maryland, particularly. This is an important point. We have to be big enough a tent as a party that we can have um, President Trump and Governor Hogan. I mean, that's really the way that we we've, we've got to be able to have that kind people who are supportive of both of those kind of candidates and understand where they right. fit in. Uh, in order to have success and win as Republicans. So, um, you know, so that gets a little tough sometimes, and we see it all the time. But uh, you don't want to 
eschew one for the other because, you know, again, the Democrats have have the number. And we didn't talk with Bill about, and we'll talk with some of the other folks, about voter registration and narrowing that gap. Um, there's, it's a much bigger gap in a place like Howard County. Right. I mean, even in Anne Arundel County, it's obviously a bigger gap than we probably thought it was. I mean, it's still 5% between um, well, it's the, something the vote we have that to, Pittman got and the vote total right. that Steve Shue got. Yeah, I think, well, but I think it, it's still a majority Democratic county according to registration, and that's something that but, needs to change. People don't think of it that way. It shouldn't. Right. It's always been. Right. And that shouldn't yeah. be, be the case given the way people vote. So um, no there's, question. there's more that needs to be done there. We all should be like Carroll County. <laughs> my, That's my, a plug for our friends in Carroll my County. College, my college at your home. That's right. That's right. Never a registered voter there, but um, yeah, obviously I spent three, three years. You went to Western Maryland County. McDaniel Thank you. College. No, don't start. Don't start. Right. So you're triggering me. You did that on purpose. That was a microaggression on my part. That was a macroaggression. What the macro hell are you talking aggression. about? That's macro a macroaggression. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> All right. It is always fascinating because you, you, for those of you who are on video, you can see in the background and just there are just people walking by. There are people who just stop and take their coat off right next to us, put their bag down. It's very Yeah, there was some of that going on. It's yeah. just interesting. This is... You know, and have, I invite Miss Harris over to talk to us. Can, can you get her attention? One of our candidates here is right in front of us. No, and she's not making eye contact with us. She, yeah. she didn't see us. She didn't see us. I don't. I don't think she did. So, uh, but we'll get her over here because she is running for vice chair. Now, now, I, now I think she's ignoring us. <laughs> now I think she's ignoring. Now it's, it's fun drama. If you're listening, we will get her on. This is the only drama that we've got so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nothing We're like trying. last year because remember last year was the very tense standoff between. You know, it's funny you should mention I that because one there, of those yeah. attendees is has joined. I don't know if he's still watching, but we really, really wanted to have a follow up interviews with uh, former Councilman Jerry Walker and, and former delegate. Soon Tony to be McCarty. former. He's still a delegate. Soon to be former delegate. Thank you for Soon correcting to be me. Former. I don't want to. Uh, I, I didn't want to be give Tony his full due, um, but. Uh, because that was a big controversy last year, and now, you know, I, I think there's a fair question: Are we any better off because of all that? And no, it's, it's hard a to argue. We are probably should be asked at some juncture. Yeah, it's 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 hard to not argue. Um, so far, though, the one successful thing we've had so far. By the way, um, uh, Nick Kipke, our minority leader, apropos of nothing, will be at the Red Maryland Leadership Conference. Red Maryland Conference. Talking about dot the com. Maybe somebody will ask him some questions. We'll talk about the election and talking about session as well. Yes. Because um, we have all of the legislative leaders are coming. We've got J.D. Yes. Jennings. We've got Steve Hershey, Nick Kipke, Kathy Shalango, all going to be there. Correct. Saturday, January 26, 2019, the Doubletree in Annapolis. RedMarylandConference.com is how you can buy tickets to that event. See, and, Greg's uh, going to hold up the flyer. And I'm not going to hold up the flyer because I'm, I'm pointing to someone. And that is that still correct information? No. Nope. I hope it is. It is not. But the flyers were already printed, and we're just going to go with it. So has that been communicated? Because that's awkward. We had a discussion, and I'm not going to give any details. But I, I, I don't have any problem with it still being accurate as far as, an, you know. Well, the title is not accurate. I have no problem. The title is not accurate. I have no problem. No, we're going to still, we're still full speed ahead with that. Okay, yeah. so it's not, no, no, nothing. No, he's not, not been kicked to the Nothing curve, extended no. has been unextended. No. Okay, good. No, 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 no. Good, good. No, that would be rude. That would good. be. So, so we hope he attends. Yeah, I just, I'll, 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 
Okay, all right. Let's just be clear. Crystal. I just because we were going to see the fly. You know, so far we're talking about Andrew Langer, by the way, <laughs> because he couldn't be here tonight. I didn't know if we wanted to uh, revoke his. No, he will be there. Um, he will be there. He better. You be know, there. so far, Greg, it's very interesting because the num- You know, usually by this point, we've had about three people come up to us and try to talk to us while we're recording, while we're trying to talk to somebody. Right. Um, you were concerned that somebody was going to walk, try to like bump the camera, walk through the camera. Hey, it, the day's not over yet. Oh, I know, but we we have made it. What about thirty five minutes, maybe into this? Yeah. And um, for one, we haven't really said anything yet. But two, <laughs> forty minutes into this. But two, nobody said has a lot. messed with our about? stuff. Not really. No. Yeah. No. Um, it'll be more interesting. Am I? Am I that. incorrect? Because and we'll pull back. Yes. Jordan, Am I incorrect? <laughs> they started the executive board meeting earlier than normal. Isn't it usually at seven o'clock? And they yes. start at six o'clock. Yes, but see, registration closes at seven thirty. Okay. And see, then the I fall thought we, reception was. See, usually, see, usually the way that we've done this in the past is we have that hour between six and seven where we're on there, where people are milling about getting ready for the meeting. Then it kind of calms down when the meeting actually starts. And so when we went on air, they were already in the meeting, so it's a little quiet starting out. So that's that's why we're not, you know, just overrun. But we still have people who are guests. coming here to register. There's still yeah. going to be the reception somewhere on this floor in the Severn room, Patuxent room. The Patuxent room. The Patuxent room at at 8 p.m. This also says that hospitality suites don't open until 9 o'clock. I can't imagine that's actually true. But Yes. Well, you know, the reason they... I'll be hangry by then. And just to give you a feel, the main convention work is tomorrow. Yes. People come in tonight, register, and many are coming from all, all parts of the state, so they'll spend the night here at the hotel. And the tradition has arisen over the years, the custom of people throwing parties, essentially, in these uh, what are referred to as hospitality suites. This is what we tell you all to come to because it's yeah. free. They're all free. It's a great way to meet people, uh, activists in the party, elected officials, candidates, Central Committee members. Uh, when there's an election going on like this, there's a lot of electioneering and glad-handing that goes on with the candidates. When there's an election in the future, you have candidates for elected office generally, not yeah. just party office, who are trying to meet people and build networks and all that kind of Particularly stuff. Particularly as it relates to people who are running statewide. Correct. People who are running in contested races, you know, county executive and, and stuff and, like and that. And when you're a little further out, people are getting started meeting, you know, talking with folks and trying to build networks and support and early supporters. Because remember. That kind of thing. It's not that far. The 2022 gubernatorial primary is a lot closer than people think it is. Um, Just it's saying. It's going to come up on us pretty quick. And I'm I mean, sure there's, that's there's, one of the things we will talk on. about. Saturday, January 26th at the Red Maryland Leadership Conference, redmarylandconference.com. That's correct. Now, uh, it is correct that one, that all goes on, and it sounds very formal and professional. But there's also a fair amount of drinking that goes on, and just I plain old-fashioned party. I don't think fair on. amount is even... Is a even, lot. It's even remotely there's, accurate. There's, I, I can't personally attest to any of it because I don't recall, <laughs> but I've heard many stories tell. And why can't you recall? Well, uh, okay. Oh, okay, because... good. Now now we're not doing video anymore, I can tell you. Uh, this is a bonus for the podcast. No, there's there's a lot of shenanigans that goes on. Crazy stories. That you yes. Hear. Yes, there are. Y- you know. Um, and there, that's all, one of the reasons why people stay here. As well, because then they don't need to get the services of a lawyer. And, Greg, what's that number? 
410-541-6384. 410-541-6DUI. Yeah. It helps out. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. And uh, we'll come back. We'll reset the video. Yeah, sure. And uh, maybe we can wrangle some guests, and we'll go from there. Stick with us. You are listening to Red Maryland Radio live at the Maryland Republican Party Convention, fall 2018. Stick with us. We will be right back. Hi there, this is John Frenet from Ion Annapolis, otherwise known as PurpleMaryland.com. You know, I try to remain politically Swiss. Brian and Greg from Red Maryland have put together a fantastic conference that you can't miss. January 26th in Annapolis at the Doubletree Hotel, it is the inaugural Red Maryland Leadership Conference. Join conservatives from across the state to discuss the future of conservatism in Maryland and to develop principled, strong conservative leaders for our future. This affordable single-day event will bring speakers from across the state and nation to talk politics, ideas, and how to build a conservative majority in Maryland. To make sure you get in on this, please visit redmarylandconference.com today to secure your seat. That's redmarylandconference.com. Sponsorship opportunities are available. We're back. We're back. Red Maryland Radio live at the... Fall 2018 Republican Party Convention at the Hotel at Arundel Preserve. Yes. I am Brian. He is Greg. (laughs) We've got the the camera focused on the guest mic. Yes, the guest mic. So that we don't have to adjust it when we have guests. Exactly once. So far. (laughs) So far. The glass is not half full. Is it? Could you get get Miss Harris's attention? You know, I think I figured out the reason why. Why are we whispering now? That's okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, she's, she's not in the camera shot. Okay. All right. All right. I won't dwell on it. We'll keep going. <laughs> we will keep going. Um, we'll keep making Red Maryland great. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere with this. No. I, you're not on the same page as I am. No, we're not even on the same and I don't think book we, right now. I don't think. Right. No, I, I was saying there was a potential guest. Who is walking by? Who's in the camera shot? Who we'd like to talk to? Who's a candidate for state party office? And we can't seem to get her attention. And you seem to imply that she was uh, avoiding us. Yes. Okay. So, so there we're on the same page, and then it went in a Trump direction. I don't know what's going on. That's because we're making Red Maryland great. Again. Gotcha. Still. Still. Okay. All right. Not well, even again. Still. Okay. All right. This is fun. I don't know who's listening to this at this point, but God uh, bless you if you are. Dwayne Keenan is listening to this right now. Dwayne. Dwayne, God bless you. God bless you. Live awkwardness, <laughs> if you're listening on. Welcome to my life, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. true. Live, true. unadulterated, uh, raw awkwardness. Maybe. I don't know. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. Those are the fun conventions. Yeah, there's really nothing to fight about right now. Okay. All right. That's good. Well, let's, let, let me ask you a tough Ask question. me to tough questions. Um, our Chairman Dirk Hare, who we talked to beforehand, mm-hmm. who we talked to when he ran last time when we covered the convention then. Mm-hmm. Honestly, how do you think the guy's doing? How, did, how do you think the job? We know what happened in the election. Yeah. So the question is, how, does, how did the party do and how, did, how was his leadership in that? The party is financed. We got money. Right. We have, you know, turnout no went question up. About you, can't, that. you can't argue with the fact that turn up, turn turnout, 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 wow. turnout was very turnout high. Turnout was up. 
Yeah. Even in places where we didn't, you know, Bill, Bill Campbell, who was here from Howard County, talking about how close it was. Right. And how, mo- you know, the lack of motivation. It didn't show up in the turnout numbers. No, so, it tur- well, turnout, turnout was up. Yes. But Democratic turnout was, was up more substantially, as Bill pointed out. And that does not, that, does, that there, translated into down-ballot losses. No, I, no, we understand that. But I'm saying, if, if, if you're saying one of the goals of the Republican Party is to get registered Republicans out to vote. Yes. As a percentage. Yes. They did a better job of that than the Democrats did. They Correct. just had fewer people to, to multiply that percentage by. Correct. And that's what ended up That is an accurate it. statement, yes. Right. So, so again, to your point, a party, a state party that is well-funded and that is getting out registered voters within the party would be two signs of a party that is well-led and working well. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and look. And I, I think, that's a, I think that's, those are fair metrics yeah, to I mean, look it's, at. It's, you know, this, isn't, this isn't the Jim Palura days anymore. You know, I mean, you know, where, where the party almost went bankrupt and, you know, yeah. and, and we were paying off those debts for for years. And there was a lot of it. Well, he in, he inherited some of that in fairness, but he did. But, uh, you know, we don't have the tough fiscal time. We can talk about things like um, one of the things we talked about with some of the folks in the, in the party, having someone full time focused on. Voter registration and stuff like that. Whereas you point out in years past, in the post Ehrlich era, before Hogan came along, right? And you know th- those eight years that were really tough when we started Red Maryland, uh, when Red Maryland was doing a lot of the messaging work that the state party either couldn't or wasn't interested in doing. Yes, that was back when we were the told we are the de facto communications wing of the Maryland Republican Party. Yeah, and and. You know, now they now they make the effort, and yes, you know we're supporting what they're doing, and it's a it's a good relationship we have, and we and we should also say why we're why we're doing this kind of retrospective. We haven't always had a good relationship with the state party. No, there you were know. many years in the early days where we did not have a good relationship with the state party. Uh, I think that's true, and I think you know the, uh, I remember when Senator Reedy was executive director Reedy, and we started having some better relationships, and right. things have turned around. Uh, since then, but but even you know when I ran in 2013 for state party chair, that was a time when there was some more than a little open hostility to bloggers by the state party, and I mean, that's half the reason you wound up getting cajoled into the race. Well, that was one of the reasons yeah. I was interested in, in in working towards some different styles of leadership. There were some other things as well. It was supposed to be a coalition. Don't get me started. We're not going to rehash that, <laughs> but. Um, that's that the April has, that 21st, improved, 2013 episode of Red Maryland Radio, That improved. Folks. That's improved as well. And, you know, yeah. I mean, there's no question that the um, these guys treat us incredibly well. They, yeah. they, they welcome us. They encourage us. We, we they work ask well us together. when they move tables. Yeah. Um, yeah. They give us tape for our banner, which you can't see, but everybody else right. can see. And it's it's a great relationship. And it's not, it's not – I'd love to say it's just us, but, you know, I think – uh, other well, folks who do what we do, which aren't that many. I was going to say, category. yeah, it pretty much is just us. At this um, point. It wouldn't be just us. Uh, you know, th- that that relationship has improved as well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't see any of our uh, dark money funded alliterative uh, website friends here covering this. No, not not at the moment. They were busy covering the other, the Democratic convention. They covered that soup to nuts. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt and maybe they'll be here tomorrow. Okay. All right. Well. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, 
But anyway, they had a lot of insight into that side of things. Yeah. Like we do here. Except we tell you <laughs> what's going on. Which is on. because this is the side that we're operating on. Absolutely. Yes. So. so what you're seeing in the background, by the way, what you see here going what on. What is being set up? Is Well, that is the book signing. For. All the Central Committee members are getting the, the latest book by our National Committee man, David Bossy. Who we saw earlier, who was here earlier. Um, and they're getting a signed copy of his book. So there will be a book signing in the background. You will be able to watch live footage of a book signing. I, and hopefully the Let National the dark money people bring you that. Maybe the National Committee man will stop by and say a few words for us before he um, signs his books. There are other verbs perhaps someone could apply. But signs and... and what? Uh, hawk. Would be one. No, these are these are giveaways. These are giveaways. These are not they generously donate. Yes, copies of his. Nope. Letter. Well, no. that's good. You know what? I take it back and I apologize. To yeah. Let's go say yeah. Don't a gentleman in a scout. He is a good guy. And he has helped the party a lot. And I I, I think well, you give me that look. So do you? No, disagree? I'm not giving you a look. I think he's a very good national committee man. He obviously is somebody who is. Um, helped Maryland's profile and, and obviously has very close Let's connections. Let's just say with our the- national committee man is much more effective than our national committee woman, which I think nobody will disagree with. Yeah, well, they know who David Bossy is. That That's the start of the conversation. <laughs> um, you know, so... Yeah, I, it's more, there's more to there. life than throwing a party at your house. Anyway... Um, well, I think ta- taking some wayward members of the party in and Keep that, that we're not going to go down that road. Yeah, um, but one hundred percent of them died. Wow! See, I can always count on you for the tip in. Ding! Yeah, some say the best revenge is living well. And as Greg pointed out before, no, the show, no, 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 no. Sometimes you, you the best sh- revenge is just living. You shan't do that. That's not fair. I just did. Whoever said that was a rather. Uh, accurate person yes <laughs> <laughs> oh that's bad now see now see if you're listening if you've made it this far you're now you're getting a treat now you're getting a treat yes glory <laughs> for our fallen enemy <laughs> wow you weren't expecting that you might have expected some gloating but you weren't expecting that um, now we're having fun we we always have fun. And one of the mantras that we use here is, you know, fun is the best thing to have. We make podcasting it, great again. Um, it is getting great, by the way. and, and uh, It's been great since at the very least March 25th, 2011. Right. When we started the Red Maryland Network. Right. And and if anybody thinks having more podcasts, is, it's competing. The, the pie is growing. People are, people are really listening to podcasts more. Our audience is noticeably grown. Yes. In the past year mm-hmm. uh, and we get a lot more feedback there are a lot more people listening thank you for that by the way which is why we try to bring you such amazing events to to it's it's as though you're here really if you're listening to this. <laughs> it's as though you're here really i mean i can't convey it any more sincerely than that um and if you're watching on facebook you know i i just i don't know how much more compelling it could be <laughs> you're getting the side of my face yeah yeah, which is, and that fabulous shirt that you're wearing. Hey, and I bought this from a Maryland business. The what, what was one, the, the Route, route One Apparel one. people, of course. There you go. Um, bought it on sale. It's always important. What? <laughs> okay, good. What's wrong with buying shit on sale? There's nothing wrong with buying anything on sale. Thank you. That's okay. what I'm talking about. But 
you Thank know, you. You're, you're, on the one hand, you're saying how much I'm supporting these guys, and you're saying, like, you know, I basically got it for nothing. I robbed them. Blind. Well, I didn't say that. What the? Got it on sale from the good people oh. at Route One. By the way, look, we have a we have a bit of a gap here to fill, and I want to bring up something. Sure. And this is this is. I think our friends on Facebook may enjoy this. Do you get the ads on Facebook where you just have some random guy who's obviously some famous person who's uh, put into photoshopped into an ad where they're holding a T-shirt that combines like like I will get I will get James Hetfield of Metallica holding a T-shirt that says Metallica Maryland <laughs> with like a Maryland flag. If I know okay. the Metallica guys, they're probably lawyering up right now as you said I, that. I don't know how, I, but I get those ads on Facebook. You you have no idea what I'm talking about. No. Okay. So it'll be like, and then it'll be, you know, um, the, 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 the mascot from Iron Maiden, Eddie, holding a t-shirt saying, you know, uh, Iron Maiden capitals. You know, it just combines like two things from my likes onto a t-shirt with some, with some famous person from a third like you, you, you're calling me crazy, but I get these. I see these ads all. No, the I get time. ads all the I'm time. I'm like, is this like, a T-shirt that actually exists? They're no, just I, making this up. This doesn't exist. I get ads all the time for Helicity Designs, which sells weather themed stuff. Okay, all right. Well, that's a real company based selling on what you're, non-photoshop thing. Right. When I'm on Facebook, I'm looking at you know the Capitals and Metallica. I get and ads Maryland. for like local pro wrestling shows. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. So okay. So if you, ha- but the ad would essentially be like. Um, a, a, a famous wrestler holding a T-shirt about you know weather geeks and you know a Maryland flag or something. I mean, yeah, the, I get weird. these on Facebook. It is weird, isn't it weird? Okay, maybe I'm the only one. I don't get it. Okay, all right. Well, it ain't boner pills or something. I'm not getting those. Ads. No, it's funny because a certain former person who was <laughs> former a former person, former well, who was a a a one of our. <laughs> Right back to that. Well, so we one, had someone, of complain, the we had someone was, complain about ads for those things on our website, right. and we of had course, gently, the ads gently remind him that it yeah. was based on his Google search. Yeah, the ads are based on your, he visited. Your, right, your search history and your your yeah. web browsing history. They're custom tailored, so everybody gets different ads depending on what they're looking at. So we occasionally will get those comments. Oh, I went to your site and had a ad for some Democratic candidate why are you advertising for them and we're like okay well that really is you and you're looking at a lot of dem websites obviously so hopefully you clicked on it right because that's what would help anyway so that's fun and now brian's texting well no i'm not texting i'm actually just sending you messages surreptitiously so i don't say it on the air okay. you follow now you see where i'm I, I see what I'm getting up. Would you my favorite part is that my favorite part is that ryan nyadek just joined watching us from across the room so Why he's literally watching on his phone. On we are right come over here. here. Come over here. Get on the mic. Get on the mic. On. Get over here. Okay. All right. This is this is like the most meta thing that's ever happened. You got to you got to stand. Do the by kids the still say meta, Ryan? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. I didn't think so. Anyway, Ryan, not Ryan Nidak, the the chairman of the Montgomery County Teenage Republicans. Congratulations, by the way. How you yeah. doing? Good. How are you? Sporting the George Bush '88 button. Nice. Yep. yep. Classic. Yep. He's got the Maryland bow tie. You see that? Yes. I do see that. Can you well, see that? Can you see that on, on TV? You, you can see that, see that on the okay. video. George yeah. Bush is the last Republican to win Maryland. That's correct. Biden. As written at redmaryland.com today. Yeah. See, we, no, we're not the, even paying him for this, guys. The kid's on this. 
So, how was the election for you? Um, the election was very great for me. I got a lot of great experience, and I hope I got a lot of great experience for some other teenagers in Montgomery County as well. Okay. You got 44% of the vote for Hogan in Montgomery County, which yeah. for us, which is I mean, that's a moral amazing. Victory. Moral victory. Yeah. That's yeah. more than a moral victory. Well, I mean, he won statewide, and that's a big I mean, part of the reason why. That's a huge why, victory. Sure. And like you said, anytime getting 44% Montgomery County is a, is a BFD. I mean, it shows you in some of our up-county districts it is possible for a Republican to win. We just need the right candidate and people who are willing to put in the work. Well, that too, and I think redistricting will help oh, as well because um, you know, that's, that's kind of part of the problem is yeah. that you know, M- Montgomery County is so yeah. redistricted. Yes. Um, you know, if, we can, if the governor can get single-member districts in there, we'll pick up one or two seats in Montgomery oh, County absolutely. in 2022 for certain. Even if the Senate districts were drawn fairly, there could be a district up county that would be in a swing district. Yeah. So when you talk about up county, one of the things that is go- that up county is going to be affected Montgomery by um, is, is the, the redistricting lawsuit and the governor's special committee absolutely. on redistricting that's going on right now because part of that, for those of you who don't know, part of that area between the 6th and the 8th district, it bleeds into... Um, Montgomery County. So the, the district comes all the way right. down to Potomac, and there are parts of the 8th District that are there as well. Yeah. How do you think that's ultimately going to shake out? What would, in a, in a solution that would create fair districts, where would up county Montgomery County kind of play out in that? I, I think the very upper part of Montgomery County would be in what is the 6th District now, the Western, or what will be the Western Maryland District. Correct. And I think most of Montgomery, 8th District will pretty much just be most of Montgomery County, and that can make up a congressional district in and of itself. And I think that would be a fair district, and that would certainly be a red district. I mean, if you had... And, and that's certainly the, the way, it, would the way it was, certainly prior to, 2000, oh, to 2010. Very, very few precincts in Montgomery County were part of the old 6th District. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that would make more sense. Now, obviously, that would create challenges for Montgomery County as well. Um, because you know you would still have most of Montgomery County being in a district that's predominantly, predominantly Democratic. Yes. Do you think it makes it easier or harder in that instance to campaign for a Republican congressional candidate if that's what the district ultimately looks like? Um, I think it makes it it'll make it harder in the eighth, but I think in the sixth. The six would really help us because it would help us motivate our volunteers. There would be one of our biggest problems is people, we try to recruit people and they say, what's the point? It's Montgomery County. And if we have districts coming into Montgomery County that Republicans can win, it really helps motivate people to get involved. So what are, now that the election's over, Mm -hmm. what are the teenage Republicans going to do the rest of the year? Um, we want to really start rebuilding and start recruiting more in the high schools as opposed okay. to before we were in campaign mode and trying to get people direct, right, right. connect people directly with campaigns. And now it's all about making sure there's more people to come in. I'm a senior this year. I want to have people come in after I graduate to continue on getting youth involved that's in the Republican huge. Party that is in important. County. And that's the thing, you know, particularly for organizations like teenage right. Republicans, college Republicans, it's even young Republicans, it's having that – um, that contingency plan, that, that succession plan in place, because you don't want you know, all the work that you've done the last couple of years, you don't want that to kind of float away um, because there's nobody kind of there to take, take over for it. So that's very important. So you're graduating this year. Yes. What's next for you? Um, college, I plan to major in computer science. I'm waiting to hear back from multiple schools, and we'll see where I end up going. Where do you prefer to go? Um, I applied early decision, which is a binding, if you get in, to Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. Okay. Well, good luck to you. Interesting. Let me ask you the question, because I'm sure you get this all the time. Yes. The old people will say, oh, you young people, you millennials, you generation. How many freaking of those speeches that I said through? Whatever whatever you are. We went through it when we were, well, you're a little younger than we were when we started. Um, What is it you'd want older Republicans to know about Folks your age who obviously conservative, obviously engaged, 
Uh, you hear all kinds of different things. Nobody really knows. Tell us a little bit about how your generation sees politics in the world, and particularly as conservatives. Yeah, well, I think that there's a lot more young conservatives, particularly, particularly in Gen Z, which is below the millennials, the generation right. I'm a part of, right. that the, lib- the younger liberal people tend to be the more outspoken people. Right. It creates a mentality that every young person is liberal, and it makes it so conservative. Young people who are conservative are afraid to speak up, and I think that's kind of just... It's a self-fulfilling prophecy in that regard. So I really want – I think it would be beneficial if older people in the party would know that there are more young Republicans out there. Yeah. You just have to reach them. Yeah, it's just a matter of making sure that we can reach them. And obviously that's what makes groups like the TARs, the CRs, the YRs important because it's then you're seeing like-minded people come together you know, for that. Oh, absolutely. If people want to reach out to you, they want to get TARs started yes. uh, in Montgomery County, outside of Montgomery County, they just want to get in contact with you. Yeah. How do they um, do it? Just find us on Facebook at Montgomery County Teenage Republicans or Twitter t- at TARS Montgomery. Sounds good. Ryan Nidak, you can go back to out. watch us on the other side of the room now. Hey, thank you very much. <laughs> All right, take Thanks, it easy. Man. Take care. See, this is the benefit of the live show. Somebody's feel watching, older, you know, we I can f- just yell at them from across the I room. I feel old enough, and you, you mentioned it too. We were, when we, we started out as young Republicans. Yes. Many, many years ago. I was a college Republican. I don't know. Did you start? I was a college years? Republican yeah. at UMBC as well. So that's 20 years ago for me. That's a yeah, little longer was, for you. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, in the mid nineties, um, when I was early nineties, when I was in college. Oh, that's not early nineties. I was in middle school. I remember. I remember putting a putting a bumper sticker on my car when um, that sixth district uh, went back to Republican in nineteen ninety two. And I'm old enough that I'm not remembering Roscoe Bartlett's name. Uh, but you, so you I pulled rem- it off. So. I did. I did pull it out of my hat. So I, that's how old I that was. You know, as a CR, I remember supporting Congressman Bartlett when he ran for the first time. So, um, I, but we went through that. We had all the old people tell us what it's about, or or you oh, know, the number well, of you those young speeches. People, you God young people, me. you know, you need to understand this. And what you realize, you realize a couple of things as you go, grow through that. Number one. There are some people, and our friend Don Murphy, who's off camera, was one of these. Is one of these people, and I, I think I had, a, I think I actually persuade him. He's a little bit off. People assume that 20, I think everybody knows Don's a little off. Twenty-year-olds always are going to be twenty-year-olds and always vote like twenty-year-olds. And as someone who was twenty years old and is now in his forties, no, that's you know, not the case. Maybe, maybe Don's got it right, though. Maybe this is why Don pushes so hard for the for the wacky tobacco. Yeah, but but you take an issue like the life issue, yes. Where twenty year olds, when I was a twenty year old, were more pro choice. Yes, forty year olds were more pro life. Yes, those are that's still the same today. And guess, I would say there are more pro life twenty year olds now than there were. Okay, back right. when back when you're talking about. But forty year olds are more pro choice than the tw- than the twenty year olds they were twenty years ago. That's fair to say. Yes, and that's what I'm saying, and and that's true of a lot of issues. And people do change and mature over the years. And so when we get hung up on all oh, these young people, they're crazy. They're all first off, they're not. Um, and frankly, in, a, in, a, in, a, in an environment that's so oppressive with political correctness and, and you know, uh, all of this kind of crazy politics goes on. And guys like Ryan end up becoming the rebels and the counterculture right. by, you know, by holding on to something like traditional values. And being more conservative politically, they become the rebels. It's one of the reasons why young people in that generation 
really get enamored of the president because being a supportive of the president is a way to trigger all these crazy people. That's very true. And maybe that's not always healthy, owning the libs, but it is something that, you know, now um, uh, and now look, the environment that they're in being being surrounded by liberals. And look, gives there them are the opportunity to do. There are the a lot right of now, people totally love the shot who now, the there are a lot of people. Yes. Of the 20, 18, 19, 20-year-old age. Right. Who say they're liberal, but they're really not. Right. Because they want to get... Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. No, I was there. I know. Okay. I was not one of those people. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That didn't. didn't. (laughs) Which end of the equation, like I have to ask. Um, But, Uh, uh, yeah, come on over. We're good. Doing? Come on the mic. This is actually UMBC College Republicans Go too. And then Don, we're going to get Don here in a second too. But so, Chris, what's 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 UMBC doing? Uh, right now, we've been or we just wrapped up uh, helping the Hogan campaign. Okay. Okay. Um, we had Jason Stein, who is a. Uh, who still technically goes to UMBC, helps out there. Okay. okay. We were actually just having a discussion with Ryan a second ago kind of about how hard it is to get younger folks into conservatism and get get them active with the party. How hard is it? How hard has it been for you to get folks engaged at UMBC? Actually, not very hard. Um, to my point. I, like, I found that when you try to talk to people, they usually are receptive, but a lot of the people are also... Like, you need to know who to talk to. Right. People that you know you can talk to, they'll usually come over to your side anyway. Um, and then the other people will just shun you immediately and yell at you. And say <laughs> so you just don't talk to them. Well, yeah, exactly. You try not to talk to them. And how, how many folks do you have in the uh, UMBC CRs right now? Uh, Roughly, ballpark. I'd go 25 ish. Okay, all right. That's um, about what it was when I was, was going to ask you the, how many were involved when you were in, in this UMBC CRs. Yeah, 25 ish. In the early 90s. <laughs> But, uh, you mean before he was born? <laughs> yes, I do mean you jerk. Uh, but anyway, so good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I, well, if people want to help out UMBC CRs, how can they get in touch with you? Um, we're working on our. We're working on everything now. I, I okay. don't have all the okay. information on that. Okay, currently. get in touch with us. We'll get. We'll get you in touch with okay. him. Yeah. Okay. All right, Thank Chris. You. Awesome. Thanks a lot. Yeah. See if I can get. I don't even know what platform Murphy kids over here. use now. I don't know. Is Instagram, I think. I think it's is Instagram. It Instagram. Don Murphy joining Don us. Don Murphy joining us now. You're on camera this time. I was happy not to be uh, nominated for least conservative or least valuable. You know how much crap so we get for people. It's like people. people Try harder as, next year, Don. <laughs> I don't remember so, you ever being in the running for a while. Yeah, that's it. That's the problem. Yeah, come on. You were in North Dakota all that time. Yeah. So we're, we, where we elect Republicans. Yeah. Well, we elect some Republicans here, too. I know. How do we go out? that way in Anne Arundel County, but, you know. Uh, I thought it was horrible. I mean, you know, when you're a time zone away and you're hearing this stuff and you're sort of seeing it on social media, it was like it was like a blackout, right? I wasn't getting any information. Right. I wasn't getting nothing. Right. And then all of a sudden, I'm getting my phone explodes. Well, I was, was in the room. Bad. I was in the room listening to the governor's speech, and that's when finally, like, service kind of got reconnected and when the Board of Elections started right. like updating stuff and that's well, when they held like, it because they had those stuff going on in peachy county, county yeah. and then all of a sudden you could just see it's like oh this is this is well it turned out the way i feared i mean everybody was hearing these great poll numbers right and i kept saying look there's a lot look, of bad polling you can right? well yes you can have good raw data 
But if you put it into a spreadsheet wrong, you put it into a wrong model, and the model was prior turnout, maybe we right. bump it up by 10 points, but right. you know they could never model for this, or they just didn't. I, don't they know, I didn't, guess they could have, yeah. but they sure didn't. Right. And uh, surprise, surprise. So, yeah. and, and look, give the, give the Democrats credit. They did a great job getting people out, early voting and mm-hmm. absentee. Yeah. That's where you always see the Republicans got killed. Election day, pretty competitive most places. Uh, but early voting and election day, they just they just swamped yeah. us. I'll yeah. be honest, That's why we lost in that last absentee ballot measure. We lost two more seats. I had a lot of friends who did poorly. Yeah. And you just can't help but look at them and you say, you know, you've been doing this a while. You know, you get used to being in there. You get used to winning. Yeah. Uh, you're never as hungry as you are the first time. That's good. Great uh, point. And, uh, Great point. You know, you get the Hogan endorsement and all of a sudden you start riding it and you're like, you think it's over and then it's not. So... Uh, this needs to be a lesson to a lot of people. A uh, wake-up call, um, yeah. And hopefully we'll get our act together in four years and, and uh, come back. But uh, do, do you, I mean, The truth is I think it's going to be worse, though, four years from now. When you think about— I can always count on you to be a class well, athlete. Yeah. Let's be honest. Do you think Trump's not going to win a second term? I, I think he probably I does. I think he probably so, does win a second term, So yes. what's yeah. worse than you know running with a six-year president or running with a two-year president as a six-year president? I mean, they get fatigued. They get all that— you know, maybe even the Republicans get a little tired of all of it. And, you know, so I don't expect it's going to be. I would not be lining up to be the nominee in four years. Okay. So uh, you're not running. That's no, what I'm no, here. No. You can put me on the He's least running valuable, people but you just don't put me on that. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't on that list. I don't want to be on that list. I, Note I to self, put Don like so on the list. I think do. <laughs> well, so you were out in North Dakota for the election. Yep. Tell us kind of what you were doing out there well, and tell are, people what was going things on. things are very different. You know, here's something that I want your listeners to maybe consider. Please. Why do we do on Election Day what we do on Election Day? Why do we litter the planet with yard signs and create that sea of color like Walt Disney threw up or something? And <laughs> it's everywhere, and no one can actually see it. Right. You know, right. I, actually, it's funny because I walked into uh, – Record and tape traders today. Okay. Which maybe for the last time because they're going out of business. Sure. So I'm in there. I'm buying some stuff. And the guy says, well, you know, uh, we won't be back or whatever. And I said, why? He says, we're going out of business. I said, you are? He goes, yeah, look at the signs. They're everywhere. But I didn't see them. Right? I was so busy thinking about something else, looking right. at something else. I didn't see them. Okay. In North Dakota, no one works a poll. Not a yard sign. Uh-huh. The only sign at a poll in North Dakota is vote here. Okay. That's it. Really? Nobody works polls. So what do they do? They, they do everything they do in advance. Like, think about this a second. If you're anywhere above on the top half of the, the ballot, what does it say when you work a poll? It, it almost says, hey, I don't think you're smart enough to, to, to look at this in advance. Right. Know who you're going to vote for. Right. We've right. done the mail. We've done the TV. We've done the, the ads. Right. We've knocked on your door. Right. If you don't vote for me by then, you're not going to vote for me because somebody handed you a piece of literature. Right. Okay. Right. The other thing is, how many people actually look at the literature when you give it to them? Not a lot. They don't have Absolutely. time for that. Sure. You know, and it ends up in the trash. So maybe we So could, you're suggesting we should change our entire paradigm of how we operate Well, on let me just day. tell you, a lot more Republicans got elected in North Dakota than got elected here. Well, that's fair. So maybe that's, that's a fair. point we'll start with. But nobody gets elected in North Dakota because they're working a poll or putting a sign sure. up. Sure. So interesting. And they about, may not and they're not getting elected here doing that right. either, bro. You know, I I, right. I have about all the money we waste. Or the yard signs that aren't in yards, right. maybe doing be- doing some good. Sure, they're all lumped in the polls where no. I, I have that. another theory why people don't 
do polls in North Dakota. Too damn so cold. So it's really damn cold. <laughs> yeah, but see, it is cold. It's cold to a guy like you and me, but to them, that's it's true. Just normal. The last time I was in North Dakota, it was 16 degrees below zero. And by the way, they do have primaries when it's not so cold, so there is okay, that. Sure. But you weren't there in a primary. No, but the point is, in North Dakota, winning the primary may be more important than winning the, of course, winning the general. Is important, sure, but sure, right. many of these guys don't have a real contested right. general election. Okay. But the primaries are contested, and they don't do it then either. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So you were out there. What were you doing? Uh, I know weed was involved. Well, yeah, there was a ballot initiative for uh, adult use marijuana. We were not successful. It was the one state we were not successful in, but we didn't anticipate we were going to win anyway. So we were laying the groundwork. It would have been a big red state uh, for that. But I was out there helping Kevin Kramer. Uh, He knocked off one of the Democrats. It was a a nice pickup for us in a state where, you know, guys running against an incumbent. So it was a big deal. That was a very big deal. Yeah, we we had a theory. Uh, we were talking earlier about talking about the, the TARS and the CRs, and then maybe you were on to something about trying to attract 20-year-olds because the two things that 20-year-olds really want are sex and weed. Well, sex isn't on the ballot, but uh, look, you know, I will tell <laughs> but, you this. But, but, <laughs> okay. I'm not right. wrong, am I? Some of them do. It's a popular issue with young people, I will people, tell you certainly. that there is, there is a the other one's documentation that shows that Mia Love lost in Utah because the marijuana issue was on really? the ballot. Really? That's interesting. Yes. That's interesting. Yeah. I'll, I'll forward you that. Sure. That is the first bit of evidence. And I have, you know, intuitively you think liberals and Democrats and marijuana fans are going to come out and they're going to vote. And right. then they're going to go straight Dem. They're, it's intuitive, but there's no, up to this point, there's no documentation to it. Okay. Um, I used to tell folks in Ohio, you don't want this on your ballot because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to tip the scales. You don't want to tip the turnout model. But in Utah, it actually happened. So okay. uh, it's, it, it, was, it was a bad election. I don't care what the president says. It may have been good in the Senate. But, you know, when you lose well, Republicans in Kansas, Oklahoma, no, it was bad, it was in Utah, yeah. Yeah. there's no sugarcoating it. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. With respect to my issue, I'm going to do better. Right. Uh, you can look forward to... Uh, recreational marijuana being available commercially in D.C. Uh, the Harris Rider will all but likely get stripped. It will likely get stripped out. I don't want to guarantee it, but I'm sure it'll get no, that's, stripped that's, out. That's probably uh, a fair there's, to say there's that. There's almost no doubt about that. So, uh, And we're looking forward to Democrats stepping up when they run in their primary. They're going to be all over this. Uh, I don't expect the new AG is going to be harmful to us. Not going to hurt us at all. Uh, I think Camilla Harris... Um, Senator Klobuchar and Booker will be all over him in the nomination hearings. They're going to want to cut their teeth on that. And, yeah. and uh, it is very interesting that, that 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 he got nominated um, for any number of reasons. Not the least of which is fact he has not been. A, he's a former Attorney General. I can't. Guys, Barr. Is that yeah, his name? No attorney General. Former Attorney no General Barr has yeah. been nominated. He has been out of office for twenty-five years and is coming back to be the Attorney General for the second half of Trump's first term. Nominated this week. He was he was Bush forty one's attorney general. It's a fascinating appointment for any number of reasons. It it seems like a very below the radar screen sort of like you know haven't heard from this guy forever. Right. Not going to make a lot of waves. Nominates him like during the whole forty one funeral. Yeah. 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 Like when we're we're you know on a blackout for everything else political. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think, at least as far as I'm concerned, I don't think he's going to be a problem for. 
for my folks. Okay. Okay. And I will, I will say, uh, I love Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions was great for us. <laughs> it really was. I mean, Jeff I can Sessions imagine. is like, Jeff Sessions is to the Red Cross what a, like, what a her, to us, what a hurricane is to the Red Cross. Oh, jeez. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> you know. You can so, make a lot of you can make a lot of donations, get a lot of publicity. Lot of videos with him. Yeah, well, was, it's yeah. not so much the donations because we're not doing well on that front. But I will tell you, <laughs> right, well, we're kind of buy Doritos. Yeah. We got it, the next big it, tobacco. Yeah, the money starts cause, rolling in. It did cause mild-mannered senators and members of Congress who otherwise think the status quo is okay to realize the status quo is no longer okay. Right. You know, Cory Gardner stepping up the way he did—that was huge. We wouldn't have had that without Jeff Sessions. Okay. Uh, doing what he did. So, anyway. Do you think this advances in Maryland? I mean, we have decriminalization now. It's been expanded, the amount. I, I uh, there'll expect, be a push. Do you yeah, think it gets anywhere? I expect a Democrat. First of all, Joe Valerio's gone. That's so true. Joe That's Valerio correct. was Absolutely. the big doorstop to this moving any We talk about Mac Middleton. We forget Joe Valerio yeah. in that primary. So, Valerio's gone. I think you're going to end up with this in New Jersey probably before the end of not this year, but certainly within the next 12 months, you're going to be able to go to New Jersey and buy adult marijuana, uh, you know, recreational retail, marijuana. Recreational. Uh, Delaware, maybe next. Connecticut, next. I mean, there's going to be a bunch right around us. The pressure is going to be going to build up. And I think liberal Democrats in this state are going to, like, demand it, especially you're going to have it next door in D.C. before too long. Well, if there's one thing we know, well, there'll definitely that- be a push. I'm curious what, you know. Because yeah. I don't think the governor's a fan. Mike Miller's always been kind of pushed. But you're right. There's always been that backstop of Joe Valerio in the House Judiciary Committee. Look, I think there are a lot of people gone. that feel about this the way they do about gambling. You know, it's like, I'm not a big fan of gambling, but right. my libertarian position on most issues keeps me from saying, nope, can't have gambling. Right? Uh, you know, do I want this to be controlled? Sure. But I also want it to be a free market. And I think that will take care of itself. The amount of stuff, it's funny, the amount of lip we get from, from our liberal friends when we point out that marijuana is still illegal under federal law, um, you think that's actually going to change anytime soon? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I actually think before about, the end yeah. of Bush, uh, of uh, President Trump's you really term, think so? I think there'll be legislation on his desk he can sign. Do you think he'll sign it? Yeah, I absolutely think he'll sign it, yeah. Yeah. I figured... What happens? This is what happens. This is what happens when we nominated liberal Democrat people. Well, oh, he's certainly a populist when it comes to many issues, and right. this is probably one that uh, would be in that in that box. There All right. You go. Well, we'll let you go around. We appreciate you stopping by. Always Thanks good for to recognizing me. It's been so long. Yeah, you've been oh, out in North on. Dakota for Everybody so knows long. Where you are? Well, I had yeah. to come home. It was are. getting too cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's still wrong on the issue. Oh, I know. But I know. I know. You know, but there's a lot of money behind that. It is the next big tobacco. That's where the right. money's coming from. Of course, that's what's pushing it. That's what. Hey, that's how the man makes his living now. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, don't begrudge a man how he makes his living. I hey, he's you know, everybody needs an advocate, right? Drugs and suicide. A lot of money in that apparently nowadays. Anywho. That's another issue. That's an issue that has not come up recently, and I'm wondering if it will now that now that we've got more lefties in, you know, hard lefties in the. House of Delegates, whether or not that issue is going to make a comeback. We'll see. We were told by some of the advocates that it wouldn't, um, but we'll see. Well, no, they said they wouldn't come back in 2018. Um, I don't think they made any promises about 2019. I think there's always going to be a push for uh, assisted suicide. It, it just was such a non-starter. I don't think the makeup of the legislature's changed that much that'll go forward. 
Hey, you want to come on? Yeah, come on. Yeah, come on. Please. Ami Hober. I guess here. Our sixth district candidate for Congress this year. How, you How doing? are you? I'm doing just fine. Great. It's too cold outside for me. <laughs> well, we were just talking to Don Murphy, who just came in. He was out in North Dakota for a couple of months. So, uh, well, I then think, I, I think guess I hate, shouldn't complain. I think no, you can complain. Feet. It's fine. <laughs> what do you think about the uh, redistricting lawsuit, this emergency commission, everything well, that's going on? Well, I'm keeping on? my eyes open to sure. see what's yeah, going to happen with the district lines. Um, I think it's an interesting coincidence that they happened to declare it unconstitutional the day after the election. Well, that's yeah, not that a coincidence. That was certainly not a coincidence. Sure. I know. Absolutely. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wish they had done it the day before. I bet you do. <laughs> but we'll see what happens yeah. next. Okay. So possible you're I am. Let's say way. I'm not closing any doors. All right. Okay. okay. Uh, we'll see what happens. Sounds good. Okay. Well, um, yeah, obviously, you've now run twice. Um, what you know? We, we've talked a little bit about the differences between what happened on the ground in 2016 and 2018. You ran in both of those races. Right. Can you kind of tell us what you saw different um, as you were campaigning on election day? Just kind of your 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 kind of telling of the experience. There. Well, I think there are two or three things that are important. First, we need to communicate why Trump is doing a good job mm-hmm. in a better fashion than we're doing today. Okay, and particularly to suburban women. Um, That's the demographic that I thought should have been paying more attention to the economic benefits Mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, Obviously, we're not doing as good a job communicating as we should be. So that's what I'm trying to concentrate on now. Okay. Great. So you're keeping your options open? Keeping my options open. What... um what are you looking forward to for this weekend, you know, as far as anything, uh, what your what your plans are? A good time. I don't, I haven't even looked at my calendar for the weekend. That's there perfect. That's okay. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> too, bu- too busy to worry about it until I wake up in the morning. Well, it's good to see you. Good to see you and we'll guys. Catch you, we'll catch you Have around. Have a nice day. Have a nice one. We'll, uh, we'll see you around. See you later. Okay. Ami Hober, our candidate for Congress in 2018 yes. and 2016 uh, in the 6th Congressional That's District. Right. Yeah, no, I, I did feel for her. The yeah, no, it sucks. Election, she's, been, she's been banging her head against the wall the last for four three, years. Three, yeah, three, and, four and that, years. In that race. And, and then it's then, like, then yep, it's like, everything we said about the district was me? true. David Rhodes been 30, what happened? $37 million. $37 million. I think not just, if you combine this year's race and the race in 2016 that he right. lost when he ran in, in right. District 8. Right. Um. By the way, if I had thirty-seven million dollars to spend on that race, I wouldn't do it. Let's say you were. Let's say you were a billionaire. Yeah. So thirty-seven million. Okay, that's that's a small percentage. That's. But to be a member of Congress. Uh, Well, that's what I'm saying. Is it worth that much money to be a member of Congress? No. Okay. If it was like I don't think so either. Governor or president or U.S. senator. Okay, maybe. But but a member of Congress, especially when it looked like when he started running. You know, that he was going to be in a minority number of Congress, right. not even the right. majority. Hey, by the way, not for nothing. And he's got to do it again in two years. How pissed do you think John Delaney is right now? I don't. Because one what? of the reasons. He gave it up. I mean, I think that guy just gave it up. He was done but with One it. of the reasons. So I don't know that he's upset at all. But one of the reasons that you could tell he was running for president was he did not think he was going to be in a Democratic majority in Congress anytime soon. I don't right know. Now, I, I don't know be, if that's the case. Right now, he would be a fourth-term congressman. If, if you assume that, if you assume right. the results would have been similar, there were a lot of people thinking the Democrats would take over Congress for a long time. But so. when he announced he was running, this was two years ago. Right. There was not an expectation that Democrats were going to do this well two years ago. Um, 
Go you grab know, one of those guys. What's that? Obviously, the exec board. Obviously, the exec board. Oh, they've board been out for a while. Out, yeah, and uh, that's why things are picking up. Business about to pick up. See if we can get Delegate Cox or Mr. Gian Grande uh, to come over. Shasha Fresh. Okay, they turned the other way. Good. Okay. All right. Good. But anyway, that's why things are picked up, and we'll have more guests uh, popping by yeah. as we go along. But uh, again, you know, I think Don talks about the challenges that we face as a party, and um, accurately. But it's interesting. I can't. I understand what he's saying about like the election day operations and stuff like that, but right. I can't like wrap my mind around the fact that we wouldn't do that. Well, now, to be fair, I don't know what your poll. You did you did you vote early? Or did you vote on election day? I voted early. Okay, I voted on election day. Right, and I was able to talk to nobody at my polling place just based on the fact of where the election leering right. line is, where Correct. everything is. Um, there, as you said, as you point out, there, as Don pointed out, there were still miles of signs. Sure. Um, I, and, and he was talking about people at the top of the ballot. But down ballot folks, I think it does make a difference. Because there are a lot of people I think coming in to vote who couldn't tell you who they voted for when they walked out. So they're going to walk in not knowing who to vote for. So if you're running for I mean, the point that Don county was, council even or for House of Delegates or for, you know, uh, clerk of the court or central committee in a primary, I mean, that that's still a big time to get those people. And there's no better targeting of people who vote than sitting outside the polling place. I think he's right that if you're running any kind of serious campaign, you should have already messaged to these voters before they get to the polling place. Right. If, if you're counting on that to be the, the thing, um, especially that's when you, a mistake. Especially but, when you consider how cheap direct messaging is now through social media, and I think Twitter, Facebook, and I think Google, he, stuff I, like that. And I think in his own way, he makes the point we've heard from a lot of other people, you know, uh, and I think he's talked about some of his friends who lost. I think there was some thought, hey, Governor Hogan's very popular. We'll glom on to him. We, you know, he's going to win. We'll, we can't underperform him that much. Um, and, and I think there, if not complacency, I think there was a sense that all we've got to do is, is tie ourselves to his popularity. And right. that in and of itself translates to voters. And I think, I think what we learned is not that the governor wasn't really that popular. He was, mm-hmm. even with Republican voters, even with, uh, you know, all, all... But that people weren't going to vote for you just because you're in the same party as the governor or just because you said you agreed with the governor. You, you had to do more. And I think, right. again, we've talked about this many times. Candidates who did that were able to also succeed. Yes. Okay, so, you, you know, were you, folks like um, uh, Chris West... Mm-hmm. Uh, in Baltimore County, and that was you know he won that Senate race. That was a big pickup. That was, was a Democratic seat that he picked up. And the same with Mary Beth Carosa. Well, you know Mary Beth, Caro- Mary Beth Carosa on the Eastern Shore. That's more of a pro-Trump Republican kind of district. But still, I mean, there, so were, there it may were not several... have had the same dynamics. It was still a, an important pickup. There are in a still close race. pro-Trump districts that went heavily for Hogan that didn't go for the Republican candidate. Understood. Um, Understood. Understood. Know. But, but I, you know, I, I think her race is a, was a little bit different. It, and I think Chris West is a little bit more impressive in what he was able to accomplish. And I think he ran a little different race than some of these other folks did. You know, and, you, and, and in Baltimore County, where Republicans in a lot of places got their heads kicked in, um, he's able to pick up a, an open seat mm-hmm. that had been held by Democrats for a long time. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, you, you have guys like David Marks on the county council and others who were in stronger positions, perhaps. Right. But 
are able to overcome, you know, the blue wave and work really hard. I mean, you take a guy like David Marks, and I don't know what people think of, of David Marks, but just following him on Facebook, I can see how hard that guy works. Yes. To campaign and be a county council member. Mm-hmm. And and he was running kind of, a, you know, um, not strong party ID kind of I'm representing the community kind of campaign. And he did extremely well. Um, you know, how tough was his opponent? Doesn't look very tough in retrospect, but there were, I mean, how tough, how tough did the, the Democrats in District 33 look? Not tough at all. Legislative. Not and, tough and at all. They managed to. Or even the guy running for clerk, who is the yeah. new clerk in Anne Arundel County. Yeah. Which is still crazy to me. That's nuts. But. That's crazy. And, 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 you know, Doug Arnold worked his tail off. He's not one of these guys. He was not one of the people who, who was just relying who on something. Yeah. 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 And, I, you know, it's hard. That, that, one's, that one's heartbreaking. But, you know, Lauren Parker won our clerk of the court. But you see this in other places. And. I think one of the things, and we'll be talking about this at our conference mm-hmm. by people who are experts. You know, campaigns are about nuts and bolts. You can talk about the macro, the macro political environment, and what's going on generally, but you got to find ways to win your race and do things smart and overperform the average. I think there were too many people who thought, "Well, I can just go with the flow, and that's going to get me across." And uh, as as Don said, they weren't; they just weren't hungry enough. That's one thing Don harps on that I totally agree with him on. You never there's there's candidates who talk about running like they're ten points behind. They say things like that, right? They say never let up. You know, act, you know, run, be desperate. But most of them don't really do it because it's really really hard to do, right? And it you know kind of goes back to some of Don's rules of campaigning where it's like never do anything that, um, you know. Never do anything, ask anybody to do something that you're not going to do yourself when right. it comes to knocking on doors, fundraising, et cetera, and so forth. But also, you know, never let people know, you know, you don't put pictures, if you're running, you don't put a picture, you go into the Ravens game in September. Exactly. You need to be knocking doors and, exactly. and all that other stuff. Exactly. Um, you know. And, and you don't have people doing stuff that you're not doing starting before them and leaving after them. Exactly. Monday. That, that's right. That's exactly. Right. But yeah, there's a uh, business has, has certainly picked up here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, How you doing? Got a lot going on. Uh, a lot of people have stopped by and taken the flyer, which is very nice. Which Red is Maryland nice. for the Red Maryland Leadership Conference. RedMarylandConference.com. Make sure you buy your tickets before Sunday night. Absolutely. At eleven fifty nine p.m. Before ticket prices go up, you do not want to miss out. Maybe we'll get conference. a few more guests here. We're we're heading up on eight o'clock. We are heading up on eight o'clock. So uh, um, maybe I'm we'll trying to look around. Got a lot of great people walking around, and we'll try to get their attention. But a lot of the themes that we've been saying, as you look, I'll, I'll pad here. Uh, a lot of the same themes we've been hearing, we we heard beforehand. It's the group seems a lot more optimistic, but it's a sobering reality of where we are as a party, what we're what we're trying to accomplish, the 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 work that's cut out for us. Um, yeah, this and, is not the 2010 convention. If yeah, you no, that this one. is that was yeah, this that is, was kind of brutal. Th- these are people who aren't, you know, it's not uh, the end is the end is nigh, or people that think that we're never going to get, you know, something like 2006 or 2007. Yeah, but it's something more of hey, you know, we've we've we can't take it for granted, and uh, we've got a lot of work to do fundamentally, which is good. I think that's what we've been saying needs to be the uh, needs to be the view and and uh it's good to um it's it's good to you didn't oh he was on camera with that good um it's fun maybe we get mark on maybe we get mark up to talk 
talk. Okay. Right. Every See, time you point at somebody and I go, you know, yeah, they wander away. They wander away. They, they wander, wander away. away. This is fun. Justin Reedy joining us. And, yes. And, and the chat How you doing? Senator. Surprised he's here? not here. Yeah, It'll what are you doing? Here. Come on, Senator. You're, you'd be a hero he could be here, to be fair. Remember, we've already had people from across the room oh, watching true. us. So that's he could true. be here. Um, that would be pretty sneaky. That would be fun. Somebody just kind of comes up behind us. Hey, I'm watching you guys on TV. He'd be one of the heroes. He, if he walked in here, the room should should light up because he's one See, of the, the guys. See, the conversation I it. wanted to have with, with Senator Reedy, he okay. is big on Mike Loxley, the new head football coach at Maryland. Yeah. I'm yeah. a little more I'm, – I'm a little more – Skeptical of him based yeah. on his one in five record That's uh, at Maryland before and his three and thirty one record overall as a head coach, but he's the offensive coordinator at Bama, so you know Justin's Justin's all about that. No, I got that, and, and that's that's fine. I wonder why. We really should just. Give, I wonder why the state of Maryland is in the big time sports business, but that's not it. Well, everybody's in the big time sports business. Um, oh well, see, he had a good reason. Okay, sure making a living come on give me a break. we should just let justin do a show on football uh first off senator reedy can do a show on our network about anything he wants yeah. anytime he wants number one carte blanche senator and um yeah if it wants to do it on football sure that would be great it probably it probably would instantly be the most popular show on the network of course because people don't want to talk about politics <laughs> so anyway yeah so whatever I don't think the state of Bear, I, it still irks me, and you're going to tell me, well, we don't really pay it, whatever. But it still irks me that one of the highest paid people on the state payroll is the Kevin Plank coach. is paying, is, is make, is uh, paying so that So you bill. say that, but yet it's still a check coming from the, the Treasury. So. Well, it is because the money, it's. Why, why doesn't he just write him a check? If I you want to be mad about that. something, be mad about the renovations at, like, building the Comcast Center. I'm sorry, the Xfinity I Center. Am. Um, I am. Oh, and yeah, that and sort of thing. Oh, that I'll give you. And let's talk about this week. We had new legislators that were getting their. Uh, I didn't see as many pictures on um, Facebook because I guess there weren't that many Republicans who were new members getting elected. Now, now. Um, uh, but you know, they, you know what they do is is in order to get that Comcast Center, the new legislators that come in, they wine and dine them and give them floor seats to the Terps basketball game and. And then when Dr. Lowe or whoever it is comes around later on after they've been to his house for the barbecue during their orientation, say, hey, you know, we need a world-class university system. And, you know, we, you have, University of Maryland needs an international airport. Uh, you know, <laughs> um, and, and uh, you know, that's one of the things about it that really that really always bothered me. And I said this before when I saw people and they get they would get mad at me. But, you know, these at least they're getting mad up. at you and not me. Yeah, for yeah, once I don't. I, you know, I have a problem with that because these these are taxpayer funded institutions that are lobbying new legislators with, and and the legislators are getting stars in their eyes and bragging about getting floor seats in Terps. You know, you know, yeah, um, we paid for that. You know, College Park already has an airport, right? I know. I was I was joking. I was making a reference so, to a Simpsons. One of the episode. oldest municipal airports in the country. Nineteen. Why are you changing the subject? I'm having a serious discussion about how big-time TV and big-time college sports are warping our institutions of higher learning. And, well, that's true. And, they are. And the state is in this crony capitalist relationship. Let me ask you with, this question. big-time sports to essentially be semi-pro franchises, and it's, and it's disgusting, and you're changing the subject. Let me ask you this. Is it... Um 
what the hell was I going to say? I, I don't completely know. flamed I don't out know. there. Sorry. It might be the oh, box. Is it any worse? Senator. Is it any worse um, that than some of the other nonsense we start talking about pronouns and some of the other just fakakta stuff going on at universities? No, that's also bad. Okay. That is also bad. That is also bad. Do you want us to refer? I'm trying to. This get is Brian's way of saying he wants me to refer to him as they. No. Or them. Fine. Right now, what, uh, are, what are your preferred pronouns, Brian? Um, His Royal Highness. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think technically that's a pronoun. Uh, it's not a pronoun. Joining us now. <laughs> joining us now. Oh, no, you're you're going to stand up. Stand up. Stand up. Yeah. Talking to the mic. No, stand up. State party chairman slash beer sherpa Dirk Hare. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? Yeah, how you doing, guys? How We're, was the executive board meeting? Uh, same as always. Same as always. You know, that just good. Had a, a good right. uh, discussion and trying to, you know, get things teed up for uh, going into the next four-year cycle. We, we talked to a lot of people. How, how do you describe the mood? Of, of the party right now. How do you feel about what we came through and where we're going? Cautiously optimistic. I okay. mean, you know, one of the data points that we were sharing is uh, in the Northeast and the Mid-Atlantic, uh, Maryland was the only state where Republicans elected a governor and picked up seats in one house of the legislature. Good so to point out. Good to you remind know, people. Um, would we have liked to have done better? Of course. Sure, of course. Yeah. Um, but, you know, could it have been a lot worse? Yes. <laughs> And it was in a lot of other places. I mean, it yeah. was. Yeah, so there were only four states. Four states in the country. Uh, only four states in the country, including Maryland, being one of the four, picked up seats in one house or the other of the legislature. Right. Yeah. For the Republicans. So, you know, I mean, you see these cycles. Uh, you guys know the data. The uh, you know when the Repub- when either party has controls all three ban- branches of uh, in Washington. The party out of power generally does quite a bit better in the midterm elections, so mm-hmm. I think there was some of that and a variety of other factors. But um, you know, I, I I think we're really fired up to to head into twenty nineteen and twenty twenty and twenty twenty two. So, what are going to be some of the big priorities that the state party will have going forward the next two? So, I you know, we started on this, but I want to continue to build out a strong digital uh, operation. Um, I also, you know, we've got a couple of projects that we think will be helpful in terms of voter registration and also just kind of the Republican brand. Um, I think, you know, unfairly, uh, some of our races, we, you know, there were, you guys know, there was very high Democrat turnout. But, mm-hmm. um, but you know, Governor Hogan did a good job, I think, of, of making sure that Democrats knew that he was, you know, a Republican that they were willing to vote for. And that opened some doors for us, but unfortunately it didn't open enough doors to overcome what was, you know, historic Democrat turnout. So, you know, I think in a more ordinary year as we continue to um, build the brand, uh, uh, maybe we can see some of what Governor Hogan's success was uh, farther down ballot. What are some of the things you think, you know, our, our listeners and our, our, our viewers, you know, they're, they're super engaged. They may not necessarily be, you know, they're, they're engaged in politics. What, should, what can they do at home, in their community, at their local level, that helps do that, helps with the branding, helps kind of, you know, kind of get the Republican message out there? So I think we need uh, 
more candidates, uh, the candidate recruitment side, and I'm not even talking at county council level. I'm talking there are town councils all over all over the state. There are um, civic association boards, things of that nature. Where you know what we saw this year is a lot of these. Uh, very local level um, races are not only important to the communities because uh, a lot of these are taxing districts and other things that have uh, a lot to do with local um, uh, races and efforts, but many times they're nonpartisan. Right. And even though a registered Republican or a registered Democrat may be the office holder, it's nonpartisan. And we, we actually saw, I mean, you guys are from Anne Arundel County. You saw what Melissa Ellis did and, mm-hmm. and, sure. and, and really what... Um, uh, what we did in those school board races, uh, where the numbers were just kind of different from what you saw in the races where the right. partisan right, affiliations right. were identified. Right. So I think if we can build a good ground team where people are Republicans and they're promoting conservative ideas, but they are you know able to get out there um, in a in a very local way and build some local support, I, I think that holds good progress. You know, promise for us to be able to capitalize on. There you go. Well, good luck tomorrow. I know you don't have any opposition, yeah. but uh, <laughs> are you surprised? It goes well. I'm a little surprised. Yeah, I, I was anticipating having. Yeah, I was talking okay. with Diana Waterman beforehand. I'm like the fact that you don't have to go around and do debates is just so unfair. <laughs> I mean, you know, one, one thing I've tried to do. Obviously, I've been around the party, the state party, right, for right. a long time, a long time. And, and you know, as the state party lawyer, you pretty much have occasion to help. Someone in every county over <laughs> over a period of time, sure. And um, you know, I've tried to really not run a heavy-handed operation, but let the local central committees, you know, give you know, be the impetus to drive what we're doing, right. And, right. and and try and you know, on the fundraising side and and the party coordination with candidate side, be a little more active. But you know, we've tried to have a good communication structure mm-hmm. within the party and I think that probably helped because I I, I, I try and call uh, each of my chairs at least once a month okay. and just have a chat and uh, some of them in the bigger counties you know particularly in the election I'm talking to constantly right right um, and and then we also Patrick and I embarked on a effort last year we decided we would just go have lunch with our central committees every central committee around the state so we kind of well, every go. other tuesday we go out somewhere in the state and have lunch <laughs> good Perfect. so it's helpful i think i think we'll see a continue i think we will continue to build a, a a strong party structure which i think is you know continue to improve but i would like to see it improve more rapidly mm-hmm. uh, because we're not always going to have a governor right so that's my yeah. my uh, my desire Perfect. Great. Well, we'll let you get out of here. You can drink this beer now. All right. And you can uh, <laughs> hit the road. All right. We'll see you around. No. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, Derek. He's going to go around. He's not literally going to hit the road after he has the beer. We're, we're no. No. What's that number? What's that number? law enforcement. What's that He's number? He's in the hotel. Relax. He's not going anywhere. What's that number? He didn't get what I was saying. He, you know, whatever. It's fine. I'm giving him a hard time. I know. What's that number, though? He, the fact that he's a full-time lawyer can still do such a great job. People didn't believe that when I <laughs> I remember that distinctly. Um, you can't represent people in court and be a, and be a, a party chairman. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> too much time. Yeah, he managed to found to find a way to do it. People never had a problem, which is good. And it's true, he can, and he's done a great job. Yes, indeed. I think he's done a great job. Indeed. What time is it? Almost almost 8 o'clock. We've actually been it's at this almost, for almost maybe we should wrap it up. two hours. 
Maybe um, we should wrap it up. Definitely. Cause cause I, I need a drink now. I need something. Uh, my throat's getting sore, so I need something to drink, whether it's a water. <laughs> yeah, this this thing only lasts for so long, this double gulp gulped up. The double All right. gulp. That's right. So I think uh, just, some, just some final thoughts. First sure. off, thanks to all our guests who stopped by. Thanks uh, to the state I, party for giving us getting us hooked up here, getting absolutely. us set up. I, I think if you listen to this, you got a nice cross-section of people, you know, high school Republicans, college Republicans, folks who've been around the party for a long time, new members to the Central Committee, all of them surprisingly saying a lot of the same things. Right. Cautiously optimistic, just like the chairman said. We got a lot of work to do. There was, as as you wrote right after the election, you know, curb your enthusiasm. We're excited mm-hmm. about what the governor has done, and and we do have. And I think the fact that we did pick up a, a Senate seat is noteworthy because of you know, when I go on the when I go on WGMD every Thursday at seven fifty a.m. Which you voice. did. You met somebody here who listened to you yes, on WGMD, um, and I follow them talking about Delaware politics, right? We got it better here as Republicans oh. in Maryland than they do in Delaware. Certainly. It's a disaster in Delaware, folks. So so it is it is noteworthy. It's amazing that but, the state is still tax-free. But it's, um, well, they're, they're oh, talking they about changing that. And yeah, there's, of course they are. There's provisions that they have, and, you know, they've got to have three-fifths and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, anyway, but um, the, the, the positive things we need to talk about. But a lot of people sober and realize that there's a lot of work to do, a lot that's got to come back, a lot of building. Didn't hear a lot of talk about voter registration, which is interesting. Um, probably something we need yep. to do. Are you doing Al? But uh, Al Medicine, also Al. a speaker, Red yes. Maryland Leadership Conference, yes. redmarylandconference.com. Look forward to having you. You're not, on the, you're not on the flyer, but you're on the panel. Yeah. Oh, okay. We emailed, I emailed you about it. Trust me. And I said yes. And you and said, you said yes. yes. Yes, you're quick. And you are enthused. You're very enthusiastic. <laughs> Obviously, it comes through. Yes, there you go. There you go. We'll look forward to seeing you there. Yeah, we're live. It's fine. Yeah. You want to jump on? You want to talk? Yeah. Sure. Saw yeah. about what happened in Baltimore County this year. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what, so what happened in Baltimore County, Al? Well... We had our wins and we had our losses. Right. We, I'm glad to say we picked up a, uh, a state senator. Uh, we uh, unfortunately lost a couple members of the House delegates. Right. Um, but, you know, they say one state senator is worth three delegates, so we came out ahead. Okay. That's true. That's true. Okay. Uh, you know, the, the, we didn't have the county executive before, and we still don't. Right. Right. Um, but we showed that we could raise an awful lot of money and we could organize for a good cause. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's a very important thing to learn. Um, kind of going forward, um, where kind of we do you do you go from here? I'm sorry. Where where, where yeah? Where do we kind of go from here? Well, we. I want to be careful because I don't want to upset any of my friends in the and uh, on the second floor. Uh, the uh, <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. We uh, we really can't afford as a party to uh, to to hire vendors and have uh, have them run the party for us okay we're not uh, we shouldn't be the prisoners of any one candidate and we are the permanent party uh, they are the, they are the reserve the they are the reserves that come in as needed but the uh, but the army has got to be the one that's giving the orders in the future I would hope that dark or his successor uh, will be the one who actually determines what the grand strategy is 
and helps to assemble the, the strategy and work with the different county party chairmen instead of hiring a company out of Pennsylvania that had one big, one big candidate and 40-some little candidates and was more than willing to let the 40 little candidates swim down the Chesapeake Bay without a paddle. Okay. There you go. Well, I'll tell you why everybody would be upset by that. <laughs> we appreciate that insight. No, it's okay. Um, well, Al, you guys have an event coming up this week. You got your Christmas party coming up. You're raising money for raising yeah, toys for toys and tots. Tell people about that. Uh, it is uh, it is going to be on. It was a change order, so you could look on <laughs> Facebook to see if it's Wednesday or Thursday. There was a conflict with the hotel. We, this is going to be like our tenth year raising money. Yep. Uh, it's a, a, uh, everybody brings some food. Everybody could bring either ten dollars or a toy. Uh, for the uh, Marine Toys for Tots. It's a wonderful organization. Yes, it Absolutely. is. Absolutely. And we're glad to be participating with it. Sounds good. Al Mendelson, Chairman of Baltimore County Central Committee. Good uh, to see you. Quick correction. The former chairman. Former chairman. Former chairman. Thank you oh, very much. sorry. Former chairman. Well, yeah, me too. Wow. <laughs> My congratulations. <laughs> he can drink more. There you go. A little insight there. Saved it for the end. Nice. Got a little bit there. All right. Your thoughts. I wrapped it up. I gave my final thoughts. I think you're right. It's it's good. Everybody is cautiously optimistic. Everybody's excited the governor won. Everybody realizes right. there's still a hell of a lot of work to do. And um, nobody that I have seen is here resting on their laurels, which is fantastic. And um, I think we're all ready for what's next. There you go. Um, hopefully, uh, there will be another episode this weekend. We've got our, our portable recorder, so I'm going to try to get some more interviews tonight and tomorrow. So hopefully that. that will be a separate interview. That might wind up being this week's episode of The Air Raid if I can get some good perfect. enough stuff. That'd be perfect. Um, so just be stay tuned for that. Uh, our Red Maryland poll closes on Monday yes. at 5 p.m. So if you are one of the groups, our, our pee-pee friends, who are stuffing the ballots, right. um, be sure to go ahead and do that by 5 p.m. We will announce the results of the poll as well as the Award finalists this Wednesday, Red Maryland Radio, 8 p.m. here on the Red Maryland Network. So, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. For Greg Klein, I am Brian Griffiths. Thanks for listening and or watching. You have been listening to Red Maryland Radio on the Red Maryland Network. Good night. You're invited to the first Red Maryland Leadership Conference on Saturday, January 26th at the Doubletree Hotel in Annapolis, Maryland. Join conservatives together from across the state to discuss the future of conservatism in Maryland and to develop strong, principled conservative leaders for the future. This will be an affordable all-day event featuring speakers from across the state and country discussing politics, ideas, and how to build a conservative majority in Maryland. Sponsorship opportunities are available. To secure your seat for this conference, visit Red Maryland conference.com once again that's redmarylandconference.com and we will see you on january 26th